<laughs> Hello, Internet. Welcome back. What a terrible night to have a curse of Innistrad. You uh, told us to stay on topic. <laughs> Look, I try and come up with bad openers. It's like my thing now. I've done it enough with Rogue Trader already. Uh, so, but to take us back where uh, last session left us, uh, our various group of vampire slayers uh, found themselves in the aftermath of a conflict that involved uh, a few druids and their large force of stick people. Uh, as they had assaulted a vineyard and slash winery, I suppose. I'm not sure what the exact distinction is, but shh. in the process it, of that, it appears victory, to be a combination of the two, seeing as how they make the wine from their own grapes there. Sure, okay. Again, like that's why I was unsure certain exact the taxonomy. However, uh, the result of this victory was that the two surviving druids then left potentially to fight another day. In the process of cleaning up and retrieving any available loot, uh, two of the members, uh, Grimhild and Grove, along with his companion you, you not the listener, the dog, after that, uh, they went out to hunt down the remaining two druids that had escaped, and in a process of involving their element of surprise and a few new spells, well, I guess a single new spell, they eliminated them in a very quick and brutal fashion that left uh, their foes with little amount of time to retaliate. It was over cleanly, they brought back the prize they could find off their bodies, and the deed was done. There was some arguing back among, uh... I really, you guys really need a name as a crew. Those assholes hunting Maurer. Anyway, you assholes hunting Maurer, yeah, fought amongst yourselves a little bit. Um, uh, but then were later greeted by Davian Martikoff, the old man who ran the vineyard who thanked you for your time and offered you, after some quite a bit of discussion, a place to stay for the night, and in return for Illyria offering the ability to help enrich the field that were doing quite poorly for raising grapes. The night continued on, heads cooled, not necessarily agreed, but calmed, and we caught there right as night was coming around. Illyria. Yes? The process went smoothly. It's not something that you can tell the visual results of. It's not as if the fields are inherently verdant from your presence. But it's something you know worked. It may take a while for any new plants to be planted and take shine, or what was already there to continue growing brighter, larger, stronger, faster, harder. <laughs> but you know it worked. Everything is calm and dark. The light has grown incredibly low. The only amount of light you can see is what of the moon shines through the cloud cover. What do you do? I believe she's probably too tired to stand. After eight hours of, you know, just kind of pouring everything in. Does she simply go to sleep there? No, she's going to try to stand because she's a stubborn brat and that's why I love her. And she's just going to kind of fall over and collapse. And then go to sleep there. Pass out, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, did anyone have any particular outstanding things they were intending to do before heading to sleep that night? Uh, Grimhild would like to brood. Noted. <laughs> okay. I uh, think that's the party as a whole, though. Not really anything more pressing to Faustus than resting and getting those spells back. Certainly. Uh, as you all head off to sleep that night with a relatively good meal in your stomachs and a dry place to stay, though not quite as comfortable as your lodgings back in Palace. I'm going to ask all of you to roll charisma checks. Uh, charisma saving throws, to be precise. Ooh. Oh boy, I can't wait to get like wait, a wait, negative wait. two so on this. So they sleep in beds while I've crashed into the ground and I'm just like... No, Grove will come right into the bed. That is fair. Even with advantage. Oh, also, I don't think you mentioned this 
I think I asked, but I don't know if you answered, do myself or Grove get inspiration for what we did last time? Uh, you certainly would because of your... Uh mentioned things on your uh, sheet from back monsters. Yeah. I got a four! Grove, what do you have on your sheet? <laughs> for like your uh, background flaw and uh, uh, everyone uh, his motivation is everyone deserves a peaceful end and then his flaw is brutal and uh, basically, I can't remember what I put here uh, the extreme form of utilitarianism sure, okay, you can take inspiration also I got a 20. Not naturally. I also got an unnatural 20. Because of my sweet okay. plus 7 charisma save. <laughs> I got a 4 or a 0 if I want to use my advantage. <laughs> I got it. Okay. Um, I would like everyone, except for uh, Travis, I guess is the way of better saying it at the moment, to please mute your sound for until I notify in the chat. You could also leave the out. call. That's everybody except uh, Travis, you said? Yes. I could send it in text, but I feel like I want this on recording. That's fine. You're uh, already yeah. muted. I can't look, hear you. I'll look for the message. So I won't be talking over you, if that's the case. <laughs> on, uh, which I'm going to take my headphones off because I want to screw I'll put up it in both. But okay. uh, just tell me in the, in the Google uh, chat. Sure. All right. Is anyone left? Can anyone hear me other than Travis? I can't even hear you. you can't. How did you respond then? That's the point. <laughs> you fucker. Okay. As you go down to rest, where do you rest, by the way? Do you stay outside? Stay under the tree. Stay under the tree. Or nestled in the tree, I guess is a better phrase. Sure. As you pull up there and go to bed for the night, your eyes close. There's darkness. It's night. Your eyes are used to the dark of the forest, the dark of the hunt. But this verdant darkness around you feels different. It's perforated by specks of light, yellow, blue. The forest is noisy, but not with the cracking and breaking of plants like that of predators or things stalking. No, but with the chittering and chirping of animals around you. It's warm like you've never known the forest to be, comforting in its living stillness. It's nothing like Kessig, or what you've seen of Sensia so far. You blink. The saturated colors rest against your retinas. Your eyes reopen, and the world swim. The colors run. Drops and streams, they blend together, a dizzying tapestry of nature and wilds. It's nauseating. Your body begins to move, to retch, stomach turning. You cough. Sound comes out wet and graveled. The force is silent again, except for the sound of breath. Not yours. It's slow, staccato. The whisper of dust against cloth. It tickles the back of your neck. You can't speak. You can't move. You can only feel sicker as a liquid hot and sticky rolls down the neck. You haven't seen. You haven't. It's not words. It's a rumble from your chest, as opposed to sounds in the air. But as you understand them anyway, silent and unspoken as they pierce your head. You feel rows of dulled, damp points as they touch against your spine, almost reverent as they begin a gentle pressure. You wake up, uncomfortably warm. You is laying atop your chest, pressing you further into the tree. And I'm going to ask you to roll a d12 minus your wisdom modifier. d12 minus wisdom? Fuck, it's my wisdom at plus one. Mm, oops, come on. Four? Take four points of psychic damage. Oh, these assholes! As you awake, startled, strange, but awake. You can feel still the wetness on your neck and pressure in your stomach, the sickness. But you're okay. You're awake. It's probably just a dream. Maybe not. Read into it as you will. Uh, okay, I need to go call someone else in now. Do I have to mute? Uh, you will have to mute. 
Mute the audio somehow. I'll just my microphone. Hey, I'm here. Hi. Hi. So, don't worry. Yours isn't going to be particularly bad. You rolled well. Good. That's a that's a good thing, I suppose. Where do you sleep that night? I know Grove slept up in the tree. He probably would have stirred you and politely given you to where you're going to sleep. Um, Grove probably came out and got her instead of, you know, letting her sit out in the field. So she's probably just in a spare bed or leaned up against the tree with him. Sure. You're exhausted. You're tired. You're given a little bit to eat, as much as your stomach is willing to take. And then you resume rest. The sky, as you close your eyes, is dark. When you open them again, it's light, orange, pink, yellow. There's the sound of chirping birds and insects chittering. They're never that noisy, not anywhere you've been. Not Keswick, at least. Not here, for certain. You look around. There are trees nearby, not the massive, dark, foreboding things of the Olvenwald or what you've seen of the Somber's Verge. They're green, brilliantly so. Not unnatural, but verdant, cared for. You look around. There's more. Up against them are small shacks, well-put-together boards painted carefully. There are people in them. You don't know them, but your stomach says that you do. When you look at them, you feel warm. It's uncomfortably warm, in fact. You're not exactly sure what this is. The warmth continues, growing hotter, something akin to a flame. You look down. Top your chest, there is a flash of green, flickering, wavering like a flame. The world thrums. A vibration passes through the air. The trees grow. They shatter, turning brilliantly green, unnaturally green, glowing, emanating. There's something there, something stepping. Something loud as it crashes into the ground. Then you wake up. You feel warm. Which is strange, considering how cold it is out in the tree. Not exactly sure what happened, but maybe it was just a dream. Nothing seems to have hurt you. Mm, okay. Okay. And now if you'd mute, I need someone else. Not a problem. Hello. Hello. So, Conrad, where do you sleep that night? Like, in the house, I'm sure, but where? Uh, probably in one of those, uh, second floor rooms. Sure, they would have happily given one of those out to you. They don't have enough room for everyone to have their own room. Uh, old man. Would you have particularly gone on your way to share with anyone? Um, I need to be open to it, but he wasn't going to, like, ask anyone. Sure, I'll ask the next coming people who's going to share a room with you. Sure. So, Conrad. Yeah. As you drift off to sleep, close your eyes. You see red. This castle is all blackened. Other colors pretend to live there, accents of gold and a drape or two in midnight blue, but it doesn't escape the swallowing grasp of red and darkness. You remember the dining hall too well to have forgotten by now. And it seems your dreams know this too. It's longer here. The carpet swims onward, a river of red, that deep crimson. The distance isn't in sight, and despite yourself, you walk it without anywhere else to be. It feels like only an instant by the time it changes. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't important. You only recognize the difficulty in stepping forward, feet sticking and catching in the red liquid below you. As your legs tense and ache with the effort, the sound is somewhere between tearing and a splash with each laborious step. The river narrows into a creek, unflowing as it pools on the ground. The walls pull back darker than ever, breaking as they reach your periphery into tangled caricatures of trees, followed after by the ceiling showing a faded gray sky, specks of light peering through the clouds like coins on cloth. The blood stops, just stray drops now as it trails up to a body. You wake up. Your legs ache as you look up at the ceiling. Wooden, temperature warm. Not quite as comfortable as where you stayed previous, but comfortable enough. And that's it. You rolled pretty well on your check. Sweet. I hate to. I'd hate. I. I would hate to hear what a bad roll would have gotten me. <laughs> <laughs> About another half. 
Um, oh. <laughs> anyway, I need someone else. Yep, I'm out. Hello. Hello. Hi there. So, is this a cumulative thing or like a one at a time thing? This is a one at a time thing. Okay. A cumulative thing would be very cool, also, but I did not have enough time to write up something like that or the forethought to make something like that. Where do you go to sleep that Put night? Put it in your pocket. That is a good idea to hold on to later. But where do you go to sleep that night? Um, the house is open and available to you, though they don't have enough rooms that if you wanted to stay on anywhere resembling a bed, that you would get it alone. Conrad definitely took one of the rooms. I don't know how you feel about sharing a room with him, but they would be plenty happy to just let you stay on the floor in like, the large brewing room. Um, let me look at the map real quick, because probably somewhere that has a view of down. Uh, oh, I know. Uh, in that room with the crane? Sure. Uh, in the upstairs? Yeah, sit on the... Probably in the... Okay. So, sit like kind of sitting up, or do you just set up a bedroll there? Yeah. Okay. As you get yourself as comfortable as can be in a truly defensible position, your eyes slowly drift off to sleep. They don't open before you feel the sensation of spinning, swirling. Taking everything in my willpower to not go... <laughs> you rarely swirl. Spins are sort of a flashy thing to do in combat. They serve their purpose from time to time, but it's not the need for that. But this isn't wielding a blade and coming down on something. This is weighted wrong. You're without a sword. The spin ends with your hand being grasped, holding you steady from the momentum. The owner of the hand tilts you towards them, strengthen the smooth grasp. Your eyes open and you catch theirs. You see a face that you recognize all too well. It's you. No, it's her. Maybe it's both. She pulls you closer. Her smooth, silky uh, feeling of her red dress touches against your skin. She says nothing, but she's smiling. A white smile against her white skin, against her white one. She steps forward, pressing close against you. Her body cold to the touch as it carries you with her as she dances a pra practice step. You spin again, the steadied hand keeping yours in tow. As you come out of it, you see her again, no longer wearing the dress, no longer smiling. Sword in hand, your armor. Still bloody, covered in the fray. No longer smiling. You come back down. You look down. You're wearing the same red dress. It doesn't hurt for a moment. And you look down and see the red sinking into red. Your blood pouring through the dress. As the blade, silver, taken, sinks into you. The other you doesn't smile. The other her doesn't. You wake up. Your stomach hurts. And slow, aching pain. Not anything drastic. You know you didn't suffer internal injuries. It was some thoughts. Uh, roll me a d12 minus your wisdom modifier. Okay, one sec. I thought looking in here would be quicker than rolling. Okay. Uh, two. You take two points of psychic damage. You don't feel as well rested as you would like to be. It still hurts, but nothing that the day won't deal with. I'm not sure how much you trust your dreams or thinking of them as portent or how much you dream, but you can read into this however you like. Uh, yep, and I'm going to need the next person, so either you can holler for Kevin or I will. You can. I, I trust your ability to holler. Sure. I'm here. Hello. Where do you go to sleep that night? The room, house as a whole is, they're more than happy to put up bedding for you. And in fact, there is at least one room where they have set up a proper bed uh, that Conrad has taken at the moment. However, it's one of the cases where they do not have enough rooms that if you wanted to have a proper bed, you would have to share in the case of something like that. Uh, he'll probably take like a side room or a storage room or something. 
Sure. Ideally, something with books around. Sure, all right. Uh, would you prefer books of a mechanical nature or a more erudite nature? Uh, neither, really. It's just a comfort thing. Sure, okay. They set you up in one of the workrooms, one that has to do with the printing press and some of the documents they have there. It's not particularly comfortable. There's not a lot of room to stretch out, but it's warm. Better than being out on the road. One moment. Actually, I wrote this down physically, and I set my notebook down. Sure. So, as you lull off to sleep, your eyes open to the memory of a rainful Hovengel day. The rain spatters against glass panes, and in the room, there's her in partial dress, still more composed than you could ever hope to be. There's in your chest a pain, not so much that you can't breathe, but that your lungs stay still. With each intake of air, there's just dead meat in your chest. She says something. You feel the vibrations in your ears that honey-sweet voice has been missing for just over two years. But it doesn't come. The words fall away like chaff around you. She smiles this white silver smile, unknowing what you're going through or what she will go through. Without a care to this, she steps forward and clasps your hand in hers, warm calloused from holding blades. She walks past you, holding your hand, lightly confident that no force is required to keep. You turn after her from her force. The cold stone walls shudder. She is gone, your hand heavy with a metal weight that rings dully in the stagnant hush. Before you is cold stone, empty, devoid, but for a few stray torches and three rough pillars of metal. Broken and torn in shape, these pillars of silver are tarnished and rough, but they radiate an imposing feeling, a sense of presence pressuring against your skull. There's a sensation, silence, loud enough to deafen, something like words, but old enough to forget, never was. But in your mind it writhes and shakes until the meaning bubbles up from the mire. You can still have her find me. Your chest aches. You wake up, suddenly in taking air, as you realize you haven't done all night. As far as you know, anyway. But you're awake. He'll uh, wipe tears from his eyes and compose himself. Certainly. Try to figure out if he had heard that voice before. Uh, no need for any sort of check. No, you have no idea. I will have her. Okay. And that leaves me with Axe. We need him in now. Right, I'm going quiet. Yep. All right. Hey, so where does Nick go to sleep that night? They offer the inside of the house, certainly, and you can bed up just about anywhere in the building that isn't a bedroom. One of the bedrooms is being offered. However, it's also being used by Conrad, and I don't know how you feel about sharing a room with him. Nah, it won't bother him. He'll just, uh, um, anywhere near the hearth, really, if they still have one. Sure, yes. The, the house wasn't completely destroyed. Mostly it was property rather than structure. So... As you go to sleep that night, and your eyes closed, the darkness you see isn't simply the darkness of closed eyes. You can feel the sound and the actual texture of rain. The Ilgaud grounds were never quiet. During the day, there was the sound of steel louder than the ocean, and during the night, the crackling fires and snoring was a low roar that turned many recruits into losing all the sleep they had. Not yours, though. You were a genius with a blade. You were given late training, dueling, efficiency, how to blend in. You had a column. It was at night when the rains came and gutted the fires where things truly seemed to move. It was rarely attended by many people other than your trainers. Occasionally you'd see an angel if they deigned to be there during the night. As you practice a few careful steps, lunges, you hear a clapping from behind you. You recognize him immediately. Broad shoulders, thick jaw, that ugly piece of beard he had. It's Jack. He doesn't say anything, just claps. The rain streaks across him. Even in the red firelight, he looks pale, poorly taken care of. 
He never was good at taking care of himself. After about an unwarranted minute of clapping, he walks toward you and falls. You don't see what made him fall. He just stiffened, collapsed. The pallor in his skin proved even more dark and pale at the same time when you see him collapse. You move towards him. This fear that isn't fear, it's concern, sadness, but it's old, not new. Climbs to the back of your skull. Before you reach him, you wake up. There's still a strange crowding at the back of your head, but nothing that a good cup of anything would get out of your mind at this time in the morning. And that's it. Yes, sir. I'm here, sir. I'm back. I'm not watching makeup videos. Apologies, since this is not like via Discord, I couldn't just like sneak off to a separate channel or something. No, it's fine. And I like put deep thought into like, these are good secret stuff for like parts of it for some characters and other parts, like depending on how much you failed or passed. And there's a bunch of things that went into it. And I was thinking, do I want to send these out just in text? And I decided I did want them on recording. No, I think it was a good choice. I think you did a really good job, at least with the section I was in. I return. So, it's morning, the next day. You can hear from the sounds atop the roof, and for those of you who decide to stay outside, the rain is completely let up at this point. Doesn't seem there's much of a storm left to be had. The Mardikovs were before most anyone else was. Didn't go to sleep earlier, either. They've been busy keeping the house in order. It doesn't seem... Miserable, though, as like many places in Stensia are, especially some of the towns you visited. There's sounds of children running around, moving. The sounds of them being shouted out, but not with anger. Just sternness. You were all promised last night a good meal in the morning and the ability to ride on the cart out of here. No one's particularly come to get you. After your fighting, they felt you deserved sleep as long as you wanted. So, what do y'all do? Uh, after Fa- Not too long after Faustus wakes up, he'll uh, try to get cleaned up as best he can with the... Uh... Well, certainly they've got buckets there, and the well seems to have relatively good water. And based on the fact that multiple people were using it yesterday, it doesn't seem to be poisoned. I'll make sure my uh, celestial ultra horse is well fed, even though he's too perfect to need grooming. <laughs> Does he eat? I desire more delicious oats. Let, let me look up the <laughs> celestial. Tree. He doesn't need to, he just does it to appear majestic. He enjoys it. I mean,. Celestial isn't a trait, it's a creature type. However, if under the fine steed, if it says it doesn't need to eat, it doesn't need to eat. However, it very much might. Can't you just send it back to a pocket dimension? That is also an option, but then you'd have to recast the spell, and that's non-optimal. Yeah, I don't actually have the spell prepared. I replaced it because I already found it. (laughs) What about everyone else? Uh, Grove wakes up on the tree, probably around the time the sun starts coming up. And then wanders. Valyria is probably snuggled into you as she's been brought back, obviously. Hey now, I'm a taken man. (laughs) (laughs) I think that was the best use of the joke so far, if I'm going (laughs) to be honest. Okay, yes. Pupper is getting snuggled. paid off for once. She is is totally sleeping and snuggled into Pupper. She she needs a lot of rest after yesterday. Yeah, uh... He probably gets up a little later than most. Like, he's not a sunriser kind of person. Uh, so, eh, he'll just yeah, he'll head to the well, get cleaned up, eat whatever they've got out. It's nothing major. It's relatively modest. They're plants primarily, not too much meat. A few pieces of hunted venison. Uh, there doesn't seem to be any mutton here this time, or lamb. That's strange for a Stensian table. But it seems that they have just been wrangling together what few of their sheep they could find out in the fields. It appears celestial horses still need food. <laughs> <laughs> celestial horses still need heaven oats. 
Heavenly oats. Heaven oats, so good, they could feed an angel. I don't know, angels are pretty bird-like. Maybe they do eat oats in this land. You know what, that's probably not far off. I'm sure Sigarda <laughs> is totally down for some, like, nice roasted oats. Look, just keep, keep, keep an eye on you. This whole place grows dog poison. <laughs> I will snuggle him safe. To be fair, it seems like it grows every type of poison. That's not exactly encouraging. To be honest, I don't think I'll be purchasing any uh, Wizard of Wine vintages after this. Honestly, you take what you can get. I mean, I'd rather... Like, at least we know the origins of this vintage, no matter how dubious they may happen to be. You live at things that's poison anyway. To, to what degree could the unknown be worse than what we know here? Be careful, that question always has an answer. Well, I posit thusly. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> there are... Few vineyards in Nephalia, uh, and yet we have wine aplenty. And I realize some of that is imported, but not all of it. I shall say no more. Right. Did everyone sleep well? As he stares pointedly at the. <laughs> what? still uh, asleep. Yeah, fine. Why? Well, this place was a major site for spiritual activity. Is that right? Yes, you saw it. Right, but that, that does something to sleep? It can have a great deal of effect on. Well, it depends on the spirits, but just making sure everyone's all right. Depends on the spirits, but that wasn't in character. I'm sorry. I slept fine, peaceful, and uneventful. Like any other night in a tree. It scratches his neck. So, needlessly dangerous and somewhat precariously? Folded in half over a branch? Nestled in a nook? Well, I mean... You pay good money for that, Nefelia. Why do I feel like that's a metaphor and innuendo? Because it is. See? See, I'm learning. Really, you pay them to just fall asleep in them? No. Looks like... Would you prefer to stop talking about this with a holy man? Uh, yeah. Noted. There's a... <coughs> from the doorway. Uh, as the old man, Martikov, I find most conversations with holy men end up somewhere along those lines. Something involving guilt. It's the only real power they have. <laughs> Should I be here for this, or can you no, do it without no. me? I figured you were a big... Every conversation gets dull eventually. Adrian is setting up the cart. Him and my other boy. They'll be heading out soon. Is there anything wanted left? No, you've done far more for us than we could have hoped. <laughs> well, I do what I can. As you have done what you can. He nods. Although, do you have any advice on... Where to go from here? Well, what is it that you're looking to do? I know, slave, a vampire, everyone who <laughs> thinks their hero comes to slay vampire. Some of them that actually are heroes. Thanks for that. Oh? Oh, I thought that was a witticism. It was, in a sense, though it was not meant as a compliment to you, or any of you. You've done me a good turn. That does not it makes you a good person, a strong person. Uh, it's, good, it's good to know that we're not being buttered up with false platitudes. Thank believe you. Me. I would never do that. I believe you. My sons, they would certainly be. Never. So what advice were you looking for? I believe the more we understand of this land, especially those of us who aren't from here, the more beneficial it will be in the final confrontation. So I suppose insight? He nods a bit, considering him mulling about ideas in his head. Well, the land itself is a fickle thing. It does what it wants. Allow as many to survive here, yes. Only through the cultivating of sheep and wine. That's it. Though I figure that's not what you're looking for. The locations of power. 
I do not suggest heading south from here. While there is locations of power, you would be heading into the territory of those savages. Right. Believe me, with your forces, you might be able to stand a chance, but I would hesitate to suggest that you do so just for the purpose of clearing them out. It's effort. Much. They are dangerous. Indeed. There are other territories. I can't think of much anywhere that isn't controlled by evil's hand. There's the old fortress. It's desiccated. But it perhaps still... Well, I know where my vote's going. I can tell you about anywhere you wish to know. I, Speaking in broad terms, I'm not sure what you desire to find. I Some know the land, like the back of To some degree or another, I don't know if we know what we're looking for exactly. <laughs> <clears throat> you search treasure, companions, weapons to explore, so you understand the lay of the land. Do you seek those with strength that even would not help you might know something more? Do you search for Allies would not be a bad thing in a place like this. <laughs> they never are. <laughs> There's only one place I know of. Kine. A baron in charge of Kresik. He's a good man. Takes care of everyone there. They're closed most of the time. But I'm certain with a written note they would allow you in. And even that, if you were gregarious enough, I'm certain you could talk your way. They're not so brutal as to keep out all travelers. A note from who? Don't do me such disservice. My apologies, I thought you were well, a local landowner, Conrad. Fair enough, fair enough. And businessman. I apologize and withdraw my question. They rely on the wine just as much as anywhere else does. They grow some of their own. Don't stomp it as well, I will say. Still, he's one of the only men I could legitimately call good in this day and age. I hope to add your numbers to that list, but we'll see if we'll have a working relationship future. <laughs> he clicks his staff like down as he eases himself against the side of the doorframe to the ground. Don't doubt that, allies. Most of the others I know who hate the vampire are lost that town of villainy, but there's good to be found there, I suppose. Beyond that, the most I hear tale of is of the mad mage. Oh, if he's as mad as they say, I doubt you'd even get close to him, let alone recruit him to your cause. <laughs> Dear. They say his mind was shattered by that very vampire. He hates him. Passion lives out of ways. It'd be out of your way. Roads don't go. True. Although the angels have been known to bring succor to the trouble, we were to help him. Need to call a lot of angels. One could be so lucky. <laughs> I wish I had that amount of gumption when I was your age. <laughs> what do you think, everyone? My vote's for the angel fall. That's me, of course. I believe we still have got a uh, missing person in a lake we should probably deal with. Indeed. Grimhild's been kind of distracted looking through her, uh, well, not her journal, but the journal she picked up. Uh, yo, make me an intelligence check while you're doing that. Can, I, can okay. it be th something like investigation? Yeah, nope. <laughs> that's a hard no. It's intelligence-based. I know that's intelligence-based, but it's not investigation. <laughs> it's a hard no. <laughs> fuck's sake! <laughs> I feel like Nick. <laughs> What'd you get? So, so you passed then? <laughs> I just, I just you once. threw a knife really good at the book and it shattered it in half. That's not what he says when he says he feels this, like that. At this time in the morning, it's an obnoxious enough to do much, let alone read Celestial, the most dense form of language that anyone has ever written. Valeria sort of stumbles downstairs now. She looks far more wild than she did when she came out of the actual woods the first time you met her. 
because her hair is sticking up in all different kinds of ways. She looks half dead, even though she slept probably over 12 hours. You know how hard it is to read the genealogy chart of an immortal man? What? No. Wouldn't Sorry, it be really, you. really easy, considering it? Anyway. Um, that's a weird question. Don't ask me that. Particular. Sure, don't need more sleep. I'm good. Cracks her back and like a sickeningly cr- sickening crunch. Sounds I'll like a fine. <laughs> Rice Krispie treats. I'll be fine. Good. I just Since everyone's you know. up, I can play my bagpipes then. <laughs> what are bagpipes? No. What? A learning experience. I will admit, I didn't believe them to be an instrument that existed. It seemed like a prank that marketers would say. I have no idea how you come to that conclusion, hearing how it's a bunch of flutes attached to a bag of wind. Oh, goodness, why would I ever realize that? It's the clarinet's fat cousin. <laughs> you uh, should Lyria. take it back. Yeah? <laughs> While they're talking about bagpipes and... <laughs> uh, you get tugged on the sleeve. Um, the youngest of the men here... Uh, Dark skin, similarly like the rest of the actual direct members of the family. Give me an age here. What am I thinking? Like small teenager or just like 20 is the youngest brother? Early 20. Okay. Hi, could I uh, speak with you for a moment? Um, sure. In private? Um, sure. Thank you. She'll follow. Yeah, he'll lead off to while arguments about bagpipes continue. So once he gets you off to the side, he takes you to one of the corner rooms wall made out of stone. You can see large wooden, somewhere between a barrel and a vat, with a staircase leading up the side. Clearly here where they would go to stomp the wine in the first place. Okay. I wanted to thank you. Everyone here thanks you. Most of them are too proud to admit it, or too quiet. They'd say it, but not the true, genuine thanks we have. As far as all we have. I mean, I won't say it wasn't work, but... I was glad to do it. I love it when plants work and, and feel good and grow, and it's nice. Can't say it's an experience I'd ever recognize, but I appreciate it nonetheless. You're very well. And I suppose is a payment that they would frown upon. I, I feel you deserve. He uh, holds up a finger for a moment and presses it to his lips. And then you watch as around his hand from the pores starts turning a shade darker, gray. From each of the pores, you notice what's making it darker isn't skin. It's from each of them emerges small black filaments. As they continue growing, you recognize them as feathers. Mm. Thank you for explaining that and not letting this go really body horror for a minute there. (laughs) It accelerates. His hand covers in thick black down. The front of his face starts to harden, and his entire body shifts and shrinks, and within the matter of about 30 seconds, there is now a raven, his clothes having shrunk and disappeared under the feathers. <laughs> She'll lean down and sort of offer her hands so that he can, she can pick him up. He ruffles a bit indignantly, but will still step onto it. She'll hold him up and be like, you're so pretty, like... You get an intense side stare. And she'll kiss him on top of the head. You are very beautiful. And I'm so glad that you showed me that. It bobs his head once. He. And then uh, flutters back. And raises a wing. All the pinions extending far out. As he presses it against the front of his once more. And flutters into the room. She'll nod to herself before walking out. Because he. I think you said he, you mentioned. You made it seem like he left. He did. Okay. Yes. And she'll sort of nod to herself and just walk out. All right. So. 
Uh, everyone else gets themselves fed and watered, I presume. Yep. The boys working under their father, uh, they set to work. Uh, the one that disappeared with Illyria for a while does not return with her, but you see him later helping strap things onto the cart. It doesn't take too long. They're practiced. It seems the majority of the difficulty they had was in determining what wasn't poisonous. But they gather it together. It's all strapped down. And it's before nine in the morning that they're already head out. Is there anything else whatsoever? Davian says as he gathers the rest of you around. Even the... Hmm. Well, admittedly, I don't get too many of those. <laughs> I believe it's that's what they would say the scoundrel lifestyle, no? Oh, I, that. Making assumptions. I knew it too well in my youth. <laughs> Is it that easy to tell? When he had the scent of wine on him before he arrived at the premises, it may helped encourage this. The style of dress also as well. But who am I to say? The story, notorious Nick. <laughs> before they leave, Illyria will lean over towards him and let him know what, basically what happened. So about a half mile radius from where she was, so about a one mile diameter circle. Um, everything within there should um, make twice as much as it normally would for the next year. I thank you kindly. I His face softens and he puts a hand over his mouth. It touches against his wrinkles and seems at a loss for what to say. Thank you. You're very welcome. I just, I want to help. He don't have much left to give at this point, but if there's anything... I mean, I don't think I need Mikio. You're kind. Don't lose that. I'll try. He looks pointedly at Grimhild. <laughs> <laughs> and for you, the scoundrel. Here, I promised you yesterday. He uh, reaches into a heavy knapsack and pulls out a bottle... It's larger and heavier than most of the ones you've seen, made of a clearish colored glass. It still has a light rime of green to it around the edges. But on it is a label of feathered angel wings surrounding a center, uh, few central words in fine script that read Champagne du Lange, Lange, the finest wine we have ever made. Seems I'm collecting more than... Here's to Conrad. Seems I'm collect, uh, collecting these vintages to celebrate it. I have no qualms with that. I'm just worried about the day after, really. Not going to be good. I have to admit, the hangover was not pretty that time I brought you to the wagon. It's better than simply a wine. Uh, and when marking that down, you can go ahead and mark that down as a three-use greater healing potion. Damn! Ooh. Greater healing? Not just great, greater. There is the normal, I forget what it's called, like average, whatever it is. So there's healing potion, greater healing potion, superior healing potion, and then one above that that's ridiculous, and you never find them until end of the game. Even in the adventuring thing, is it? Not in the player's handbook. Let me get the stats for that. Too special for just us silly players to see. Uh, so that heals uh, 44 plus 4 hit points when you... <laughs> okay, so it's a double potion of healing? Yeah, basically. They go up, uh, the next one is 8d4 plus 8, and then the last one's 10d4 plus 20. Right. Davian looks over to the cart as it's set up. A couple of bedraggled horses along, uh, currently hooked up to it. Sturdy, but tired. Is everything ready? The older boy, Adrian. Uh, not so much a boy as a large man. Yes, Dad, everything's ready to go. Fantastic. We have a few stops to make. Where, where would you be wanting to go? We can make it more direct, if that need be the case. Hmm. 
it's pretty much a toss-up whether you're safer with us or without us at this point. Oh, I won't be traveling myself. My boys will do Okay. They will take care of themselves. For, I'm looking after the fishermen were brought up. Uh, I'm of no particular mind as to which. Uh, others obviously might feel more strongly. We would be stopping by Kresik, uh Palace and Shadow Grange in respect of order. Off to the fortress you're looking for would be quite a bit out of the way. Could theoretically do it, but it would be much more time lost. Yeah, I think we're good just getting to the uh, fisher missing. If we wish, I imagine missing persons in this region could occupy us for the next decade, at least. Normally people have an idea when or why or where people are missing. I don't know if that's the case with yours. Forgive me for making assumptions. Mm. Either way, we'll see to it that you are able to travel there. That shouldn't be difficult. If we go there directly, they can approach Kresik on the way back. So, are you all prepared to travel? I am. Of course. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Davian nods, taps his stick against the ground a couple times, then just kind of gestures for you to leave as he turns inside. Take care. He doesn't wait for an answer. The boys both just kind of gesture around the car. Wherever works for you, honestly. If one of you is experienced at driving a cart, I'm certain you'd do fine up here as well. Um, just, I don't have the map in front of me. Uh, is the spot, like the, fi- the fishing hole or whatever I suppose it's called, um, is that near any of the cities? It is near? right above Palas. Right above Palas. And... Are we going to Zarevich or Baratok? Uh, what was originally Lake Zarevich. Okay. It's not in this one. <laughs> okay. Oh, never mind. The map is back up. Uh, Could always go back to that spooky ass windmill too. Don't forget. It's so far, <laughs> pretty far. I, I know. I'm teasing. Civilization is always nice. While we're at it, that sounds like a great idea. We're not going back to the Olvenwald. Why did you suggest it? I want to go home, comrade. I want to go home, comrade. All right, well, let me re- rewrite this entire com- yeah. <laughs> campaign and Why we'll figure it out. Here? <laughs> Why don't we go back to Nephalia? <laughs> All right. Um... Ah, good. It allows me to make fancy parties for you to attend rather than just woods. <laughs> but, but Conrad, I can teach you to love the Olvenwald. <laughs> I think that's literally impossible. I <laughs> <laughs> uh... can teach you how to really love it. I mean, we could head to the next city just to at least touch bases with this with the Baron, who's apparently a cool dude. Um, yeah, cities are always nice. Things happen in cities. And then where's the Angel Fort? Uh, I'll ping it. Oh, okay. So that'd be more... That's just kind of out of the way completely. Yeah, there's not... Like, it's not the worst... Like, you could take a day trip and get there. It just would be a commitment for that day. It's on the way to the fishing lake. I mean, you all kind are of. just weird... Well, the biggest problem about it being on the way to the fishing lake is also that it's on the way to the fishing lake, but then they have to turn around because they can't go off-road. So well, it's really out of the way for them. Yeah, I was say, why don't we just go as far as they'll take us, and we get off, and then uh, head to the Angel Fort, and then over to the fishing. All right, that should right. work. Okay, good. So, we, where are we? We're the okay, we're the little triangle. Yeah, triangle. Triangle. Okay, so fish. What? What did you ask, Josh? You cut out. Which like is so the fishy symbol is where the dude is that we're trying to find. This is where he is. Um, that's near that. Yes, that is the town you were just at before, which they're... Okay, yes. Where is the town looted in it? 
with the cool mayor dude, Kresk or whatever. Yeah, it's a little out of the way either way, but they need to deliver. Where is it? Right where I'm pinging. I need to zoom out. I don't. <laughs> it's just north, straight north. Of, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. across the river and through the woods. To Not Grandma's really house, we go. Yeah. To Kresk, the village, we go. Okay. I guess that's. Mm, I guess we can hit there and then. Yeah, relatively speaking, that's the closest, probably. I still think we can check out this place called Spooky Ass Windmill. You're the we'll one who wrote that. Spooky Windmill. However, it did have a pretty spooky name. It was the Old Bone Grinder. Yeah, great. A spooky windmill where they mill uh, evil grain using, uh, you know, unholy wind. <laughs> yeah, so in favor looks... of not going looking for a uh, fisherman and wanting to go to a city. Know what Grove's answer is, but he will be severely outranked. I, to be fair, the fisherman is probably the most time sensitive of these journeys. Everything is time sensitive. Oh no, I I think the Angel Fort will be there. Uh, We can rely on it to be there, at least for the immediate moment. Uh, I mean, yeah, we could just ride back to Palas and uh, deal with that very quickly. Every day that we spend doing this sort of errand is a day that we're closer to more deciding to bring all his forces to bear. Would you not rather him come here, away from his fortifications? Yes, but I would rather that we were ready. Look at what we have gained from helping this small wine, small winery. Yes, this is a winery, though. A mercantile hub, not a fisherman trawling for fish. Oh yeah, it's real, real hustle and bustle here. I will around. say, while uh, Faustus doesn't know this, just in case anyone forgot, uh, you did get prompted for this job by uh, Rem. We're going to the to find the fisherman. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to remind that. I don't... No, I was trying to think of a way for uh, Grove to word that, but there's well, no way to make it really Nate, harsh. Just, like, just, just, you know, it was one of those things that I felt like it was yeah. important to mention. Sorry, it's been Plus, a while since I've forgotten. Grove. No, that's I don't fair. think knows what he actually is. No, Grove does Grove, not. Grove is just like, I owe this man for killing his companion. Which Faust is just like, fuck it, we'll just get him a new one. It's like I'm a pet, right? It's put forward that they should just go save the goddamn fisherman. I'm not certain I ever met the guy. I don't think he did. You're, you did. Busy, you're busy doing sketchy shit in the manor house. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's just kind of his MO, isn't it? Like, you could say that of no matter where he is. Oh, he was doing sketchy shit in the manor house. <laughs> he I was having... there was a manor here. I didn't either, but he did it. <laughs> he was having weird cosmic horror with his doll as proxy. <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget messing with the manor lady's kid. Yeah, Let's not put really it that way, please. <laughs> 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 Let's put it any way except that way. Yes, I'll make this easy. We're going to save the fisherman. All right, but I need a favor, Conrad. Do I get to know what it is now? Metal casting. Metal casting. Yes. Certainly, if you, if you can provide me the materials and the spawn for it, I'd be happy to. Yeah, I'll take care of that. I just need your expertise. Of course. Oh, right. Speaking of expertise, got a little bit of accompaniment to the journey, so don't need to worry about being bored. Oh, don't forget, we need what? to go back eventually and get those weapons we bought, Conrad. Those are in Palas. Uh, Are they? I can't yes. remember where yep. we were. Yeah, Palas is sort of our base of operations for the moment. Where it has oh, been for a while, at least. Yeah. I just forgot the town name. Yeah, we can drop by on the way through and pick it up, and even if we can't, he pulls out the barbarian battle axe. 
This has actually been doing me rather well. Onward then. I get on my giant horse. <laughs> I get on my literal high horse. <laughs> Nick gets in the back of the cart and begins bagpiping. To oh, Grove, may I borrow your bow? I miss boredom. <laughs> boredom was a gentle reprieve. <laughs> You ask for Grove's bow, and Grove is just in the literal thicket, walking the same speed as the cart, like there's not impeded, but there's less noise. <laughs> if only someone knew how to cast a spell that removed all noise. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad it doesn't move. That would give it away to that would give it away to Faustus and have him plan for something. Fuck that. Can't let Batman know you've got an anti-Batman device. What? <laughs> Wait, wouldn't it be well, the other one? Laying his cards right the hell on the table in, in the OOC. <laughs> Doesn't know Faustus I can cast Pass Without Trace. Okay, so. How many of us have Faustus, Faustus contingencies? I do. Everyone? Uh, <laughs> Faustus? Hold on, let me look at my spell list. Well, <laughs> I, I don't. Okay, no, this is like everyone Your contingency is stab him first before yeah. he hits you. <laughs> Yeah, your your anti-Faustus contingency is his wisdom score. <laughs> your anti-Faustus contingency is the fact that like he's got this is low constitution. That's about it. That's about it. Maybe he's got like seven hit points. <laughs> okay, seventeen. So, uh, with all things left decided, it sounds like uh, you're all intending to head to Palas. Yep. Yep. Great. During the trip. Sure. Uh, make me another intelligence check, this time at advantage. If only we had a journal to read in Infernal. An Infernal journal. <laughs> so you have time. When are gonna 15? people start writing things in Elemental and I can be useful? No one writes things in Elemental. Elementals don't write! Okay. So, you start look, pouring over the journal on the way, as the card starts creaking out and moving along the forest. There's not too much that is directly standing out. There's plenty of useful tips here. Some of it from the prayers, most of it from the man who wrote in the margins and <laughs> directly crossed out some of the prayers. He held nothing in this sacred, it seemed, other than that, which would actually do the job. Ye old BuzzFeed tips and tricks and hacks for when you need celestial help. Ten things that'll kill a vampire real good. The fourth one will surprise you. Um, Vampires hate it. <laughs> 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 so, you start reading over, though, and you're not finding too much for a while. Really, most of the front of the book is not giving you much that you're looking for. You start pouring through, looking over other pages. It's not giving you too much whatsoever until you hit a bump in the road. A few of the pages, a few of the pages come free of the binding. It wasn't particularly well put in there. It seems a lot of things were self-bound inside. There's a section, though, that... You catch a glimpse of. Uh, it's not necessarily the entire amount of celestial you've studied. You haven't had formal training, but it seems to be covering the idea of sleep. And often when it refers to sleep, it refers to the blessed sleep, you know, death as free from anything. That's not what it refers to here. The sleep of night. Uh, you will have the ability to dissect this later when you have like a large amount of time to study it. You could con commit to that. However, you would be more likely to be surprised on the way. At least you. Other people might not be. Yeah, I'm gonna have. Sorry, I didn't hear you. Yeah, I'll wait till, till I have some downtime. Sure, you'll definitely be able to. You know, have the page now, so you'll be able to. Read. Traveling goes faster than you're used to. Of course, being in a cart helps, but it's not so much the cart is moving faster than any of you could walk, but 
there's more of a constant speed to it. You're not having to wait. You make good time. Don't have random encounters with big pigs. You make your way up through some quite a bit of the forest line and find yourself out by the large crossroads with damage signs. As you go by there, um, Illyria, mm? you notice out amongst one of the trees, as this area is still quite heavily forested, even if it's cleared out a bit for signs and the bridge, you see over behind one of the trees a man, low to the ground, thin, wearing a cloak that's more gray than is anything else, but it's got some dirt brown on it, broken up by pattern of leaves. He has a crossbow. He's She's going to your cart. throw her arm into Grove and point like you, or not you. You know what? She I mean. knocks like, him off Grove. the cart. Zom gets run over. Was he in no. the thicket? She's assuming Grove will see it better than anyone else. Travis. Damn it! I can roll to see if I can see that. I can point it out to you, and you don't need. Yeah, to you roll, can point right? it out too. Yeah, I'm like Grove. Look, crossbow. Is like she's doing it subtly, so the way. she's doing it as subtly as she can, so the dude doesn't know that she saw him. But you know, subtlety's not her best. <laughs> yeah, I, I know that pretty well. Um, <laughs> Grove, man, make me a perception check. It's not not you see him, but if you're asking a question about what he's doing, and that's a bit harder to see. Sure, uh, twenty-one. One moment. We perceive things well, us forest people. It's almost like it's what keeps us alive. <laughs> okay. He remains perfectly still, and he has the crossbow prepped, and from here you can see him loading it. But he hasn't raised up to bear yet. How, how high was your roll again? 21. In addition with that, you get a better sight past him, still hidden amongst trees. There are a couple more men, uh, or at least figures. You're uncertain if they're men. They're lying back amongst the trees. Most of them either lie, they're at least good at camouflage, and distant from you. Uh, most of them seem to just be watching. They don't seem to be doing much, pressed against trees, holding on to large bags. Large bags. They hmm. seem to be cloth-heavy. Uh, they seem full. Oh, we do! Hmm. Tell Conrad. I'm gonna go do something incredibly dumb. <sighs> don't get killed. So she'll kind of roll over and then be like, Conrad! Uh, yes? There's, there's a dude in the woods with a crossbow. And there's right. more men behind him. Right. Rove's going to do something stupid, but told me to tell you. Yes, that sounds like him. <laughs> Grove, what are you doing? Uh, we'll do a sneak up to this guy. We'll be sneaking. Uh, make, make me a self check. Hmm. He uses all the methods he learned from his dog friends. Bite his arm. Bite his arm. <laughs> Give him the death shake. 25. Oh, yeah. 25. You scare up towards his direction, staying low alongside the tree line, using as much of leaves and other places to keep your sight line clear. Really, if you weren't so skilled, he probably would have noticed you leaving off the wagon in the first place, but you used its motion and the size of Conrad's stupid white horse <laughs> slipped past. He's not stupid. <laughs> Very stupid, intelligent white stupid horse. Stupid large white horse. That is a descriptor as, for how large it is. As horses go, he's very intelligent. <laughs> I'm going to have a conversation with him at some point. It's going to be enlightening. You move up by the side of this individual. You see that they're lithe, but in a wiry way. They have muscle. And they're kneeling down, carefully watching. His fingers are out of the trigger guard, but set alongside it. He hasn't raised it yet, or even pointed it anywhere, simply holding it and watching. A thin, well-kept beard. He looks well-fed, but camouflaged with uh, skill. Is there an Eldestrad? No. 
No. Humans are the only race. I mean, unless you count vampires and werewolves, but they're technically demons. derivative of humans. Everything except demons and angels and beasts are derivative of humans. Right. I don't know. Elementals, I think, fall under beasts. A good handful. Okay, some elementals are natural. There's a bunch that are based on ghosts. But... <laughs> so gross. What do you do? Uh... He's going to grab an axe. Is you with him, or is yous with the carts? I probably kept the dog, because I don't trust the dog to get off a moving cart safely. <laughs> that's that's fair. Uh, yeah, he will then grab an axe and just... How close is the man within earshot, or am I in, like, arm reach of this guy? Uh, he's within earshot. Like, you're not within the ability to just immediately shake him. <laughs> hey there, am friend. I within axe-throwing range? <laughs> I, potentially, yes. Yeah. What is sure. it, the fucking Peaky Blinders? <laughs> <laughs> is it Gangs of New York? <laughs> well, maybe. Yeah, he'll 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 heft the axe and just be like, uh, Brigandor Hunter. What? Brigandor Hunter. Oh, it's Brigandor Hunter. I heard Brigandor Hunter like a name or something, and I'm like, <laughs> Brigandor Hunter. Great to see Girl. you again, friend. <laughs> yes. You see him shift and look over to your side a bit, like a, but not surprised. And you hear a click sound from behind your head. No! Hunter, actually. I'm happy not to shoot, I promise. Same for you, though. Brigander Hunter. I presume, Hunter, since you asked the question, we're kind enough. Yes. Fantastic. Crazy, uh, you counter stealth by a fop. You feel, <laughs> you feel the point pull back from, the, uh, pull back from your neck. Uh, and then you, uh, a hand reaches down for yours. Oh, to shake it? Hell yeah. Both lift you up and shake it, yeah. Yeah, Uh, As you get pulled up and turn around, you see a man with an incredibly wild, bushy beard. It seems that it's a mixture of gray and a rather deep brown, but stained uh, deeper brown and yellow from some sort of tobacco that he chews. Uh, As you get a good look at the rest of him, he has a shaved top of his head and is dressed in well-fitted furs, mostly wolf, but you see pieces of, uh, you see his pants are made out of deer hide. Uh, he's well put together, has a hunting spear, and uh, quite a few crossbow bolts strapped across him. So it brings you out to our neck of the woods. Uh, we are returning from, I guess, a hunt of our own, and a little skittish to see somebody under a bridge. No, that's fair. Same that we had in the first place. Well, less the camo, but there aren't many people who travel out just around these days. Better be careful, right? Slaps you on the shoulder. <laughs> You're done yes. fucking with Alan Quartermain. We'd like to know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I want to meet Innistrad Alan Quartermain. It's, he'd be you great. did. <laughs> at, at the slap of the shoulder, the Grove will just kind of like shake his head. Like, um, then let us introduce ourselves before something bad happens. Fantastic. I'm not. Yeah, going Illyria's to have freaking to... out. By the way, because she's like, "Where Grove go?" I'm not going to have to move quietly about them. They're not going to immediately kill me for being armed and with you, will they? As long as you're not threatening me, it'll that be wasn't fine. the intent. I mean, if they presume to threaten me, I'll have to threaten you back. You understand? Yes, yes. They're they're city folks. They're skittish. See, that makes it a lot more worrying. You know that, right? Yes, I know. That's why I came out here. The, the one on the horse is the best, but even then... No, you trust me first. <laughs> no, you trust me first. <laughs> hey, fellow forest person here. Is that a Kessig accent I detect, by the way? Me? Yeah. Born and bred. Nice. I don't see too many people from the Ovenwald out here. He uh, reaches in behind himself into a pouch. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and you see him twirl out... A single bolt for his crossbow tipped with silver. 
and just uh, kind of flicks it to show at you and then puts it back. Uh, Grove will uh, peel up the cloak to show the band around his quiver. <laughs> tradition. I enjoy it. Yeah. Um, it'll be fine. Let me go first. Or you can walk beside me. Let's just put everything away and come out like friends. That should help. He like sitting here like Conrad of Grove. He pauses for a moment, scratching his beard, and his uh, fingers sink into it. It is so dense. He spits there for a moment, scratching. Oh, yeah, all right. Grove is fine. No one can out sneak him. Okay, Conrad. <laughs> um, I hate to tell you, but like, <sighs> okay, Conrad, don't make me be the only weird person here. So, oh, you are far off from that. <laughs> so everyone at this point, if it was pointed out to, can see the man there, but. He's not doing much of anything, the old first one. When, got, uh, Grove, yeah, you're allowed to go back out onto the road. I got my shield out, but not my axe. <laughs> yeah, just, Grove will come out and wave like, they're fine, friend. Point to the, the Alan Quartermain guy behind him. Yeah, he's, he steps out from the side, and you can see him uh, done up all in furs, various tails of animals hanging from pouches and bands, equipped with uh, a couple large crossbows, small ones, and a single hunting spear strapped along his pack. Illyria and you both are like perked up like worried dogs, like uh, Greetings. Greetings. I apologize for any worries that might have caused me and my men. We <laughs> It pays to be wary when you see folks passing by. We weren't intending on starting anything unless you did. I promise you. Well, that much is clear by now. He puts his fingers to his lips and he uh, exhales deeply and it makes a whistle but a bit quieter than you might think it would be. But you hear a uh, rustling as some of the other folks pop on out. Uh, they're a crew of different folks. Uh, women and men of varying sizes and heights, but they all seem to be holding themselves well and deep against the forest. They're equipped with various spears and crossbows. And a couple of them seem to be carrying heavy sacks that you can see some uh, red blood pooling up at the bottoms of. So what brings you out here? Don't often see a holy man patrolling the roads anymore. Huh. Heard I all mean, the road watchers got scared off. For the most part. Just out doing good deeds. Indeed. Well, I can get behind that. Conrad Starkurtz. Wonderful to meet you. They call me Pollen. Pollen? Yes. Flower. No, no, no. Similar to Paul. Slightly longer. Pollen. All right. Paul N. This is his first time last night. <laughs> Not quite, but I appreciate the humor. Right. But yeah, he happily offers up a large hand. He has a firm grip. He'll reach down from the horse. He's very enthusiastic. Right. Well, uh, we're looking for a missing fisherman. Missing fisherman, you say? Yes. Yeah, Whereabouts? Over by Lake uh, Nazarovich. More. <laughs> <laughs> Lake, Lake Mora. It is Lake Mora. <laughs> right, because Strahd von Zarovich. Got it. Uh, only fisherman I could think of who frequents those parts is uh, Bluto, right? Looks at some of his other men. One of them nods. Yeah, Bluto. Really? Quiet that, folk. That whole lake. And Believe me, it used to be better times. It's been quite lean for fishing. Amber right over there. He gestures over his side to a dark-skinned woman, her hair tied back in a tight braid. She used to be a fisherwoman. Hmm. Business ended up going under. Really, Bluto's been dealing poorly with it. Really, the only man who's been bringing in much at all, but not lately. Oh, uh, just as a refresher, because it's been a while. Did did Rem mention a reason it was important to get this fisherman, or was it just like it would be a good thing to do? He didn't specifically mention a reason it would be important. He definitely said it would be a good thing to do, and made like note of that it would be considered paying him back. Sure. Which alone is kind of a good thing to do. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, 
If that's the only fisherman that goes by those parts, then that's who we're looking for. There might be someone else out there, but I doubt it. So, If that's the case, I would suggest checking there first. I haven't been by in a while. Not really too much game to be found there, you understand. Indeed. What type of, type of uh, game we find there? Hunt if you are looking for fish. game there, well, around the fish there aren't too many creatures that hunt them anymore. Birds are difficult to shoot down and not too much good meat on a lot of them. Besides, if you can find a hawk, I, I would be happy to find it myself. I want one of those. Saw a man travel here once. Came from Gavin. He swore by his hunting hawk. He had one. It was spectacular. You should have seen it. Wings this russet red. Lovely. Anyway, as for other game around there, uh, mostly the only things that stick to there are those that will eat anything. The boars, primarily. Ugh. The worst animals ever there. Rumbling sloth. Mega phoenix. They make phoenix towns. Dog. Dogs are awesome. <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> there are a few large turtles and frogs if you're looking for those, but it's nothing notable. Ooh. The deer tend to stay about, away. Are we talking like 03 or 25? <laughs> <laughs> More like an 01, really. Oh, no. Am I talking like a giant bullfrog that's annoying or Gitrog? <laughs> I wouldn't know what that is. <laughs> that is a very slight anachronism. <laughs> Really, honestly, all I know is there's some large frogs and some good meat on them. But it's not worth the trouble of hunting them, I promise you. If you, if you come across one, go for it. Stab it straight through. <laughs> Please, yeah. kill it a lot. I, I like stabbing things? Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> Faustus buries his face in a notebook so his eyes don't roll out of his head. <laughs> and, oh, and I wish I had seen who was driving this cart. How are you, Adrian? <laughs> he walks over to the front and class the man. They give a shoulder-to-shoulder somewhat of an embrace. I've been doing poorly, but we're hoping to get that back in order. Good. Missed the wine. Well, I believe that we are at an even accord. You're not going to shoot me when I turn my back around now, are you? I. He, he points at his axe and sort of shrugs. You see his eyes flicker around everyone <laughs> with just quick motions. Well, some people know how to weigh about these things. Plus, you have quite a bit of armor there. I'm certain you could hide something away on yourself. Sure. He pulls out his uh, silver Abyssinian cross. I like to think I'm rather trustworthy. That's what they all say. But he just turns away and makes a ring in the air with his finger and then just starts walking up the side of the bridge. Hope to see you again later. Oh, and in the case that any of you die, uh, just for the sake of all of us, please bear your dead deed. The boys get hungry when the body's still warm. You've got it. Illyria <laughs> nods nonplussed by that because, oh yeah, that makes total sense. I can never remember if nonplus is like confused. Nonplus or means confused. Nothing. Yeah. Does it mean confused? I thought it meant not confused. Th that's the problem I have no. all the time. Nonplus <laughs> sounds like it would be a neutral thing, but it's not. Okay, never mind then. She's confused. not nonplussed. She's, she's plussed. Yes. She's like, oh yeah, totally. I get it. We hide our dead deep so the spiders don't get in. Open wall. Got you. I ride on a little farther. Yeah, it seems everyone else with him follows along on the way. Uh, you have heard the name Pollen before, also. A couple people have mentioned it. Um, firstly, there have been the folks, uh, the two hunters to Grove. Back uh, before, they were talking about how he's one of the hunters who helped them out with hunting down the wolf population. Okay. Uh, they generally refer to him as a good man and a good hunter. Uh, as well, that he was also on the list of recommendation uh, that uh, Ismark gave you as someone who could be paid to send a message back his way. Ah, very minor things. Minor things, but things that were... Positively speaking, at least. Yeah. Sure. Useful and useful things. Contact with. All right. Good. Good to meet the man in person. To the lake, then. 
Yes, sorry. Before no, young fellow gotta, gotta grab your uh, little project in town there, but otherwise, yeah. Right. To palace. The ride most of the way back is uneventful. The air still damp, though much less than before. No more rain coming down this day. Pieces of the sun actually being seen through the cloud cover, which is a rare sight for anywhere in Stencia. Still mottled purple and gray. Reach over the bridges and come back to the gates of Palas. Uh, the guards simply nod as they see you approach and open up the gates and lower a few planks over the front of uh, the thin moat, allowing the cart to travel across easier. You find yourself back in the comparatively bustling town, people still out and about. It seems uh, some work has happened while you were away, and as you approach the town square, there are quite a few large wooden structures, not as in framework for a building, but almost uh, tall T's set up in various pieces of wicker and branches. The gallows is... Uh, gallows don't tend to have wicker and branches. So. Okay, okay. I, it was described weird enough that I'm like, oh no. Does it have a cage in it? Almost like a shape of a wicker man. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, in fact, upon looking a bit closer at it, uh, Conrad, you can tell that these are some of the things that Sita was overseeing previous. Uh, they're shaped out in to look vaguely like Avison's collar. Interesting. People don't seem to pay too much of you any mind. Uh, do you have anywhere to go while you're in town? Just off to that silversmith. Yeah. All right. Uh, you Silversmith, the silversmith. Faustus will come along, too. You return to the silversmith, whose name I definitely oh, should have written I, down. One second. Before they get off the cart, though, um, Illyria is going to kiss Elvira's cheek before, they before she bounces off. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> As you do, so he, happy that he, he shared pauses, and you can see him uh, rub a hand against his cheek, relatively smooth. He hasn't uh, either hasn't grown too much of a beard or has shaved it off, but leaves his hand there for a moment until his brother punches him on the shoulder. All right, all right. That is you how she see, says thank you for showing me your bird side. You can see as the cart as the cart still Ooh, travels along. I have tried so hard not I know. to make dirty comments right know, now. I know, Travis. I know, me too. But um, as the cart travels. <laughs> Uh, you can see as he just kind of looks over his shoulder, attempting to look cool in the process, but failing miserably. <laughs> so you go to the silversmiths, whose name I definitely should have written down. I'll need to do that later. I didn't write it down. We named her. So uh, as you arrive, it seems to be not particularly busy. There's only one other patron at the moment. Um, a portly man dressed in some black leathers and brown shoes. Large uh, furry mutton chops atop his face. He's sitting back in a chair offered to him and seems to be reading over a book. The other man, doting, silvered hair, thin mustache. So, uh, who, what do I, oh, yes, it's you. Uh, you're wanting your purchase now, of course. Yes, if you don't mind. Yes, uh, certainly. Uh, and, he, and he moves into the back himself. Uh, it seems the boy behind the counter with him was making a motion to go there, but he brushes him aside, not in a aggressive way, but in a very gentle way as he moves his hands carefully. Illyria will wiggle her fingers at the kid that she remembers. Uh, he'll try and... She gave him a fork, I think? Yeah, he stays uh, facing work that he's doing. It seems to be setting gems into some sort of uh, silver uh, bracelet or something. But uh, as he sees that, he just uh, kind of wiggles some fingers under the counter. <laughs> the man comes back uh, holding almost reverently a case of soft fur. Seems to be laid over 
a heavy object at least. We're able to get this done with our best work. I promise you 100% there's, we did our very best. I, 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 allow me. And he pulls the first aside and you can see your ax, old and reliable. Its handles still as you had last replaced it. Its head really not having to have been ever well taken care of and blessed. Now, shining bright in silver. And you can see uh, some of the small rune markings of the silver around it and the less worked areas of the blade. Um, we had to do our best with the rune silver. We didn't have any rune binders on hand. I'm certain you would know that. Uh, that we don't get many out here. And of course, they're called... Anyway, as it were, we did our very best work. And I think it should work just fine. Uh, blade will hold up. Excellent yes. burnishing work. Thank you. I, I did my best. And he bows almost to the point of prostration. He'll, like, give a sort of nonplussed bow back. Now you're using it right. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> um, he pulls himself back up. Um, and, of course, the lady... Uh, let me check on his progress. I believe it was resting just a moment. Uh, he hurries back again. Uh, it's not incredibly long before he returns. We, uh, we definitely had blessed silver, but we're mainly able to coat the blade. The body of it is still silver. There wasn't quite enough to make the entire sword out of that. I'm hoping that is all right. Over if you need it. No, that will not be necessary for creating the blade, and it wouldn't be enough nonetheless. I'm sure it's fine. I'm confident in it being fine. Excellent enough, in fact. Fine. F- fantastic. Uh, and he holds you up a uh, sheaf. Uh, it's uh, fine wool. It's softer than just some of the clothing you've seen around or been offered as payment for services in the past. Has a crushed, light, brown-red color, like off-wine, and banded in thin layers of silver as well. Offers it forward. Uh, is is there anything else? No, I'm, I'm so thankful. Fantastic. Are you sure you don't need any more silverware? If you're offering, I will not turn you down, but I I just want to make sure I paint you enough. If you speak purely value, he says, looking like out the corner of his eye to Conrad, then yes, you have. Are you sure? (laughs) Yes. I don't want to, like, hurt your business or anything. Believe me, more will not help that. I want to help. This doesn't feel right. I'm trying to turn to Conrad. Am I doing something wrong? I'm afraid we're all in a rather rough situation. Conrad! Sorry, was... Yeah, I think you blurped, Susan. Sorry. Conrad, how do I do it right? Well, depends on your definition of rights. I thought you had the right definition of right. You're, like, holy. I hold no one claim to morality. Because this is going to be the best session ever. She'll turn to Faustus. What do I need to do, Faustus? What? About what? <laughs> Making this right. You sounded so indignant. <laughs> what? What do you Excuse want? Excuse me, you're talking to me? <laughs> Making what right? How do I make this transition right? He doesn't seem happy. Honestly, I'm not sure she's ever talked to Faustus before. <laughs> I have, like, offhandedly. I say I like his doll, usually. Right, yes. Look, th- this is... I can tell you as an artisan, he would not have done it if he was not happy to do the work. Everybody's happy. He didn't lose money. He'll be fine. Okay. Thank you. That's what I wanted, Conrad. Yes, I'm I'm happy to see that Faust has told you what you wanted to hear. 
I mean, I hope it's not a lie. Uh, Faustus will take a page out of his notebook and hand it to uh, Conrad. Huh. This is something I conceived of. It's not going to be easy to make, but I can give you an axe that will combine with a shield to create a larger axe at your command. Require additional silverware. It you would. Need silverware? I feel like we've asked a great deal of our our silversmith friend here. I mean you. Do you need some? Or? Well, this is something that will take time, even for someone experienced like Conrad. I can make the mechanisms, but I can't cast the metal, especially not combat strength metal. Yes, yes, yes. I, I believe I can do it. I wouldn't even need to uh, silver it at first. The wing pattern would be a little bit tricky, but I believe it could be done. Oh, uh, Smith. The doting man had looked away from all this to go back to his work for the moment, but as soon as you call out, he hurries to the edge of the counter. Yes, yes, sir. What would you charge to, for us to use your metal casting for fine metals tonight? Uh, of what variety of metal are you looking to cast? Ours is generally reserved for silver and the like. Electrum. Electrum. We have one of those. Uh, haven't used it in a while. Most of the Electrum is used for minting nowadays. Um... But certainly I could set up furnaces. Thank you. And with with a sufficient deposit, would you be willing to leave us to work it tonight? Of course. I'm willing to allow the Inquisitor here to work our crucible. That would be an honor. You flatter me. Thank you. Yes, it, it's a sensitive uh, work, but not one that's dangerous to your shop or person. Certainly, uh, costs that would be moved from that. Would you be wanting the entire place privately? Yes. Could arrange that. Okay, okay. So let's see the cost of recouping lost there. Um, potentially about. Would you need the materials as well? Would you be supplying those? Mm, I can supply the materials. We would be looking at about fifteen. Some. Larry's gonna crawl in her bag and hold out two red gems. What about this? Does this count as anything? Yes, yes, it does. But. I take it uh, out of character. Suns are the equivalent of the gold pieces. Yes, correct. Yeah, no, I know. Colloquial gold pieces. Okay. Uh, moons are silver. Sheep are electrum. Uh, copper sickles are uh, herons, actually. They have sickles on them also, but they're herons. Um, and platinum are angels. 15 suns <laughs> would be fine. Or if you like, I can spend the afternoon getting any of your broken equipment back in order by trade. I very much appreciate the offer. Our tools are relatively simple, don't have much to break other than the crucibles themselves, and those are working fine. Right, very well. That will work, though. Uh, would you be paying now or later at the time? He looks expectantly after asking that, I guess. Yeah, I'm uh, checking my own. <laughs> uh, he'll reach into his pocket and take out uh, eight gold. Down payment? Yes. I'll give you the rest in the morning. Of course. Th- thank you. Please, let us let, let, let me know if there's anything else that could be done whatsoever. I, I promise I could do really much work if you did, but if you don't, I'll believe you. No, I believe we'll be fine, unless uh, any of our compatriots have use for uh, fine metals tonight. Of course, sirs. Uh, well, I hope you uh, have a lovely day and a productive night at whatever you're doing. Thank you. Uh, we'll be back at closing time. He nods, and then nods more than once. It's incredibly uncomfortable. Uh, how much time do we have left in the day? Let's see. Time it took to get over here was relatively short because of your travel. Um, and then the amount to do this, uh, it's only about like 10.45, so a lot. In the yeah. interest of time, uh, since they're off doing... Um, I guess Nick would be the one to change the gems into cash. 
if if there's not like a standard value for them, I'm not sure. Cash. For there's gold. not as particularly standardized. Um, you getting the ones from Illyria too? Uh, yeah, in sense. Uh... Okay, I have three rubies an inch across. Okay. Yeah, I suppose we could all head to the gem station or the bank, I guess. To, or to all jeweler. head to the gem station. The bursar? Uh, jeweler is the word you guys are looking for. Yes, jewelers that were home. Though, to be fair, I, I, don't, I don't know. See, this is the problem with um, with uh, mixing Dungeons and Dragons in, in Innistrad. Uh, is, is Innistrad stable and, like, is the, you know, stable enough to support an adventuring economy? All these gems coming in all the time. People trying just to, to not die. See, not necessarily. However, you one of you has stopped by uh, a gem place before. Well, stopped by somewhere that was using gems. If you're going to a specified jeweler, there are a few places in town, either the silversmith himself or there are a couple of other places that will purchase gems. Uh, but the answer is yes for a very particular reason that I think almost everyone would know, so I'm not going to keep it subtle. Firstly, this is like the only town of wealth in the Outland Valleys at all. They may not be able to buy all of it, but they could buy some of it at least. Secondly, and the bigger one is they will resell those to vampires. Oh, vampires okay. like gaudy, stupid red shit. No, I just wasn't aware there was a there was a, a you know a economy connection between these guys and the and the vampires. Vampires will come in and buy things, and you're not going to sell them. No, <laughs> the but they also sells. have extravagant taste, so you make <laughs> cash, you make bank. I'm just worried about the fallout problem. Like we go to the town. Oh, this this town's out of this town's out of gold. Uh, we just got to carry these rubies around. <laughs> and, that is com- <laughs> and that is fair, and that would probably happen if you tried to sell them in Shadowgrange. Here, though. <laughs> no, because in Shadowgrange, they'd give us like a copper piece apiece for them. <laughs> oh, man, value! <laughs> but yeah, so uh, it doesn't take you too long to hunt down one of the jewelers. Uh, it's on a street relatively by itself. There are only two other places next to it. Um, lovingly, one of them being uh, what seems to be the... Uh, coffin maker's shop, uh, which you can see a few of his fine, sturdy models out front, though the window is heavily closed. And over next to it is a rather dusty small toy shop where you can see a number of dolls in the window that says Blinsky's. However, as for the uh, jeweler itself, it's it's a small shop, but has much nicer glass than most of the other ones near it. Well-kept, painted fresh. Paint out here is uncommon. Uh, Faustus will uh, talk to Conrad for a moment. Can you try to get me 20 of those Electrum pieces and 10 gold? I'm unconcerned with most of the rest, although if we can come up with an extra 100 gold pieces, I can buy enough materials to learn the fly spell from the our young friend. suppose I, I really... You're happy to whatever share of our divided things I have. Thank you. And he'll uh, step out and go over to check out the toy store. I find it really interesting that is it just wizards who are basically have a gold sink and no one else does? Uh, I mean, everyone else has like the ability to upgrade equipment if there's magic yeah. shops. And I, I have a, oh, I have okay. a big upgrade I could do, but it's like right. fifteen hundred bucks. I was just curious. And yeah. then, like anyone with ranged weapons, if you're going rules as written, has to rebuy ammo. Uh, I mean. I just dumped a bunch of silverware into a into a new scimitar. Which yeah, no, it's because it's, it's, I hadn't thought of that, and so I was like, "What?" Like, it just seems interesting because Faustus is always the one who's broke because he's the only one who has to spend any money on anything. Uh, Max, are there any different stats on this scimitar? Uh, it is silver. Anything else? I mean, no. Cool. 
I mean, that's pretty useful for some purposes, though. No, it is. I just wanted to, if I didn't know if it had anything else. I'll just put a different kind of scimitar and put this one as silver. Hey, consider yourself lucky. I think it used to be that silvering made you do less damage. <laughs> I think so, because silver's uh, not, doesn't keep an edge. Yeah. So silky or soft. Yeah, it gave you like minus one damage or something on anything silvered. Um, yeah, he'll head into the head into the jeweler. Um, bit like really playing up. Like I don't know if Nefelia would have like an accent, but you know, it would. Of... Like it's not necessarily one that would stand out because we don't know what it would be, but it's definitely an accent. Right. Well, well, if you go by my by my misinformed canon, it's apparently Renaissance Italy up there. I feel like it's probably uh, got like some spin of Italy to it, though, at least. <laughs> like nice a, it's like it's somewhere hands. between like Italy and Cockney. Some of the areas just, of town are like that sort of gritty. There. Yeah, he's got some gritty London there. Is the thing like that's part of what Nefalia is? It's high, it's high towers and stupid shit, <laughs> like criminals and things. Cursed beast, you are not welcome here. <laughs> oh why? Oh why? <laughs> My God. <laughs> so um. As you step in, the place is... I want to uh, sell these gems! The place is well lit. Um, done in... Uh, it's a relatively small building, as you can figure that not too many people would be coming in here in the first place. Uh, you can see uh, there is at least one side room, small and seems to have been built out of the wall to almost be a box uh, with a large velvet curtain in front of it. But other than that, there's just a roaring fireplace, very clear open windows, and there is a man behind the counter who seems to be working on something with jeweler's tools and looking at it through a series of ever smaller growing magnifying glasses. Uh, he's shaved carefully, uh, has a short mustache, uh, very sharp hair of the Nefalian business fashion, uh, and has that sort of rakish pose that he thinks he's very much in charge of the situation he's in. Uh, I'm going to speak the Falian to this jeweler. Dre <laughs> he's dressed in a nice, uh, a nicer shirt than you would expect to see around here. Um, good set of pants and a Nefalian style vest. Just one moment. I'll get to you shortly. Ah, take, take your time. I know it's careful work you're doing. I appreciate that. Not everyone around here knows this. There's just a low clinking of ding, ding, metal against metal. Uh, after a moment, he uh, blows lightly on. Okay. Stands up. What may I help you with? Oh! Someone else from Nefali, it seems. Can recognize those fashion trends anyway. Oh, that's good. I've uh, I've been gone less than a month. I feared I'd already be out of date. I mean, you just... are, but don't worry about it. It still stands uh, let's, out. Let's keep that between us. Uh, that's if they'd know out there. Uh, just, uh, just a few things here. Uh, picked up a few trinkets and, you know, just needing to, uh, I don't have any place to set them in at the moment. So, uh, figure you use the coin, be, be doing a bit of traveling. Uh, I assume they've got some kind of like felt surface. You can just lay these down on for inspection. Yeah, he has, uh, he has, a some sort of crushed fabric up in a box at the front. Uh, he has not stopped smiling since he has looked up from there, a winning annoyingly white smile with a couple silver teeth in the corner. Please, uh, let me see. And so what, what ones do you set down in there? Um, I know uh, Lyria had three, was it, rubies an inch across? Yes. Uh, I am not certain. Let me see if I wrote anything down on mine since I'm kind of the party banker, but I don't think I have anything. I have a chipped ruby I gave you. A chipped ruby. <laughs> a chipped ruby. Now, we, now we just take a couple of those, put them in the cube. 
Uh, let me see here. Yeah, I don't have anything else on here. I don't even have that chip ruby, uh, but I know it wouldn't sell any. So, yeah, we probably have that one chip ruby and then the three-inch long one. You shove them in any particular order or just dump them all in? Uh, no, he's probably got them in like a pouch, so he'll just you know slowly uh, let them fall out of the pouch. Uh, yeah, he moves over to it and picks up uh, the glass object that you've seen so many people in Nefalvia hold on to, jeweler or not. Sets it into his eye and bends over to take a look at them. Some nice specimens you have here. Where did you come across things like this? Uh, did a bit of, bit of work for uh, someone outside of town. Um, came upon these in the uh, whilst I was doing that. And yeah, the, those three do look good. That, that, that one on the right, though, he points to the chip ruby. Uh, not sure what oh, yes. possibly could be done with that. An earring, perhaps? Uh, you're the man not much. It could be chipped away. We could attempt to recut it, but it wouldn't have quite the luster the rest of them do. Yeah. Um, well, these ones, these are quite nice. Uh, I'd be willing to offer for the whole, uh, let's say, oh, 1,500 suns for the good ones. 500 apiece. And for that one, I could give you five. I couldn't see too much to be done with it. It's rather small, and that's if we can recut it whatsoever. You understand. Ah, certainly. Um, uh, you know what? Are, I will, uh, what's that? I, I will say out of character, you are free to roll an insight check on this. Alright. Insight is not not my strong suit. Uh, Always take Conrad with you to buy a thing so you can check that you're not being... Yeah, I figured it would be more of a charisma, like a persuade thing. But uh, you can persuade if you just want to try and he's talk trying back. To, but this is the yeah, first he's trying hustling to, you. If he's trying to hustle me, then I may be the victim of hustle here. Uh, I am proficient in it though, so at least there's that. My wisdom is awful, and so is my roll. Sweet, <laughs> that's a four total. I mean, you know, it'd be worth a little more back in Nefalia, but with like supply and demand here, like this is might be a pretty good deal. Um, does you know what? Tell you what. Uh, not uh, picks up the chip, Ruby. Uh, you know, maybe uh, think of something to put it in the souvenir. Um, that's fine. Fifteen hundred uh, for the rest, then. Well, it's a good place to start. Uh, oh, did you have a price in mind? A little closer, and you know, like I'm, I'm not a very particularly decent haggler. Um, do I have any <laughs> frame of reference for how much that may or may not be off? Uh. How much would Nick have worked with gems in past? I know he'd have got paid in some of them, but rubies are like say, yeah, common in Nefalia. If if anything, well, yeah, because like he like uh, since they're basically really huge coins. Uh, yeah, pearls, sapphires, and diamonds are really like the way they work back there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the only experience he'd have with gems is just as as currency, basically. Uh, uh, so, like. It's not quite du- like if you double what he offered, maybe what you could probably sell these for back there. You're not a hundred percent certain. Um, I mean, they're big, valuable. They're not the best gems in the world. These people who had them didn't cut them. They were, yeah. you know, savages, as it were. <laughs> um, so he'd need to cut these down, and therefore they wouldn't be quite as big as they are. But there's definitely a good ruby in there. Yeah. Uh, so selling it for a thousand, maybe pro. Uh, uh, a thousand each is probably what you would have gotten back in Nefalia if you're thinking offhand. Um, you're not 100% confident in that. He's offering you a bit half, which is, is probably a bit low, you're realizing now. Okay. Yeah. But so at the same time, like, he can't offer you what it would be worth in Nefalia. <laughs> like, you know this. Clearly. Yeah. So he'll push back with, uh, well, whatever this check represents, uh, which is not great, a 12. Uh. <laughs> Sir, believe me. 
Uh, I didn't catch your name. Uh, Nick. Nick Lorigenti. Lovely to meet you, Nick. Uh, I'm I'm trying to think of how to put this gently. Uh, oh, Harper, by the way. Yeah, he'll uh, shake hands for the customers. Uh, <laughs> kiss on both cheeks. Uh, <laughs> you see here that most of my patrons are infrequent at best. The Baroness is who buys most of my merchandise. I can't afford to take this for too much more. I would be willing to offer you 1700 for all three. That's the best I could offer another 10 if you put the chipped ruby back on the table. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that'll work. I'm going to keep the chipped ruby. Fair. You're not going to find much of a better price. But if you find if you find a way to make it look nice, please come show me. I am a valuer of fine arts. Now, Nick doesn't know it yet, but maybe he's got a project for the Smiths to save it. Uh, so, um, yeah, so he'll make the trade. Uh, damn, 1,700 coins. I guess. It's yeah, uh, he's he's willing to divide those up into like different amounts. Uh, they could give you a good amount of platinum for it. Like he doesn't have a ton, but right. easier for you to carry. What supply is that? Ten or a hundred gold? Uh, a plat is ten. Okay, still 170 plats. Jeez. Okay. Yeah, it's it's uh, not a small amount of money you just made. These are good gems. There. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a reason things like checks were invented. Um, all right. Good thing I, like I looted the dead druid's body. Back in Nefalia, they probably do have promissory notes at this time. Yeah, if they're banks, yeah. Uh, they'd not be carrying a gajillion coins each. No. <laughs> it does help when it's the trading capital of Innistra. <laughs> All right, so you'll walk out with a fat sack of platinum. Uh, tuck it, like, um, you know... Like tie it to his belt and then put it, you know, sort of at his hip. Uh, You'll have probably still have another bag left over because I doubt he had 170 platinum on. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. <laughs> but you know, he'll, he'll do he'll do the, the usual Nefalian anti pickpocket tech, even though it's <laughs> not. Uh, even though no one's probably going to be able to pickpocket you here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and look for them. Uh, yeah. Sure. Before anything else, uh, Grimhild Grove. Did, are are you doing anything while you're in town? Hmm. some bolts. Okay. Yeah. You know where the blacksmith was previously. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. He just kind of gives you a gruff motion with his head as you come in. Just kind of. Yeah. So he turns the gruff motion. Motion. <laughs> Not too much needed to say. And then yeah. Then buys a bunch. Buys twenty bolts for gold. Is that how much it is? Does he have change for? Does he have change for a platinum? Isn't that a hundred? Isn't that ninety nine no. gold he would give you? <laughs> That's no, ten nine gold. Yeah, it'd be nine gold. Oh, okay. Yes, or eighteen electrum or some mixture thereof. They definitely have the electrum on hand. Uh, how about he gives me five gold and eight electrum? He just sighs and moves the electrum back off and puts up enough gold to put it place back. <laughs> just kind of roughly pushes it over the heavy wooden countertop, scarred and blackened in spots. I'm just trying to keep change on hand. Thank you. You're welcome. We'll, I guess, probably head to the tavern to study this book while getting a drink. Unless people have need of her. Sure. I'll get back to that in a moment. Um, Grove, do? Probably go to the tavern and feed you. Yeah, he doesn't really have anything to do in the city. He does like sit here. <laughs> Great. We'll get to those couple of things at the tavern in a moment. Uh, but firstly, uh, we had Faustus. You were going to the toy maker shop, correct? Yeah. Should I try the accent? Like, it has an accent here, and it's going to be real bad. <laughs> try it. <laughs> the worst, the, the best accents are bad accents. 
It's fine. You, you don't have to even necessarily act out the shopkeeper if you don't want to. No, no. There's this is a real character. <laughs> I kind of want to do him, but sure. like the accents are going to be rough, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> so just have pity on me. This accent sucks. <laughs> that's that's fine. Um, okay, but so yeah, you arrive there. It's small with a dusty window up in the front. Uh, there's a wooden sign shaped like a rocking horse, a uh, B engraved on both sides of it. And there's a couple of lead-framed windows to the sides, a usual silver mirror on the door. Uh, through the glass, uh, it's quite dirty, but you can see jumbled displays of various toys and some placards that hang with the slogan, Is no fun, is no Blinsky. Okay. Yeah, he'll, he'll start looking around. Uh, as you step in, the box is, in a word, cluttered. There are various projects in states of disarray, pieces of wood. You can see some clockwork mechanisms around, dust everywhere in the corners. Um, Actually, was this the... I stopped in one toy shop before. Was that this town or a different town? I don't I don't think you did. I think you had interest in because it came up, but I don't think you did. Okay. We ended up getting a Blinsky thing. Saw a Blinsky thing and yeah. go into the shop. It had slogan on some of the other things you've seen. Was it this um, town or was it a different town? Is this a chain? Is it the no, same? No, it was guy? this town where the shop was. You saw the product in another town, also. That's uh, right. This town. Okay. Um. <clears throat> and so, uh, yeah. As you step, you uh, there's a man working in the corner. Um, large, very, very heavy set. A chub with a thin beard, uh, brown, dark. His skin has a tan color to it, but it doesn't seem like he gets out into the sun very much. He's wearing a gaudy purple and green uh, jester's cap with bells on the ends of it. Like every time it's in motion. The rest of his is a similar purple robe that it seems to be a touch moth-eaten. Uh, on a, a uh, I'm trying to describe it how it would be, uh, I guess just a bar. Like a wooden stand of sorts uh, with a few cushioned bits to it. There is a small creature that uh roll me just a d20 to see if you've seen this or maybe actually no roll me uh your intelligence check because you might have seen a picture of it if you wouldn't have seen the actual thing 14 yeah you recognize this from books but you've never seen one in person before that that's the monkey he has up there white-faced uh brown fur strangely furless hands and feet it's hanging off the off of this watching him do his work uh hello uh he looks up and as soon as he sees you having entered his establishment he stands up further excitedly he's a large man in both the sizes of dimension the bells jingling at the edge of his cap uh deafen out like most sound for a moment ah hello i am seeing uh, we have business uh, yes uh, excuse me <laughs> I, uh, and he stumbles over a few of the things in the floor on his way over, uh, holding out his arm for the monkey who climbs up the loose sleeve and curls its way over to his neck. Uh, welcome, friends, to the house of Vinsky, where happiness and smiles can be bought at bargain prices. Perhaps you know a little child in need of joy? A little toy for a girl or boy? I like your pitch. It's very good. I am thanking you. I am working very hard. It is taking time. Uh, my name's Faustus, actually. Uh, I'm also a toy maker from Nephalia. Is this so? Oh, so good to meet someone of craft. He offers out a hand, uh, quite pudgy, a touch sweaty, but 
he wipes it on the front of his robe for a moment. A uh, layer of dust now sticking to it. Yeah, he'll take the man's hand uh, probably more warmly than anybody else so far. <laughs> so, are you be wanting anything? I have displays. Ah, uh, well, it depends. I need to uh, maybe just browse a little bit. Of course, of course. Uh, just be seeking me in back. Absolutely. And he'll uh, he'll take Victor out and uh, kind of like hold him in an arm as if he's comparing him to the uh, various toys and things. You can see as soon as you do when he catches that at the corner of his eye. He doesn't return, but he eyes it with a sparkle in his eyes. He uh, paying close attention to Victor. Um, it lasts for a minute or so before he returns to his work. Uh, as you look around, what is out there? Uh, it seems that the toy selection that he has is a bit macabre to what you see anywhere else, I suppose, would be the way. Uh, some of the ones you see out and about, there is a uh, headless doll that comes with a sack of various attachable heads. I don't uh, know about these. They're very standard Stensian toys. <laughs> <laughs> Except usually corn cobs and <laughs> sadness. They all come with moral lessons, like don't go out in the dark. One of those weird, I like, mean, they basically do children. The, you pick it up and just immediately feel a sense of melancholy. Um, but so yeah, headless doll comes with a sack of attachable heads, including one where the eyes and mouth are stitched shut. Uh, it, it's well made. I want to point out before I get further, all of these are incredibly well made. It's just the fact that they are a bit grimmer than what most people are looking for in their toys, even in Stencia. There is a uh, put together working mechanism, to, uh, miniature gallows with a trapdoor and winding for raising up the uh, noose just a touch, uh, including also a weighted hanged man. It seems filled with some sort of sand and stone. There's a uh, set of wooden nesting dolls, and as each of them gets smaller, uh, it gets older, and the one at the very center is a mummified corpse. Uh, wooden string mobile of some hanging bats with flapping wings. There's a merry-go-round of snarling wolves. A ventriloquist dummy that strikes an odd look to you in red and black and this smooth face of... That seems to be an image of Streffen Moore? Ooh. And then finally, I'm, I'm certain you're pausing on that, but right next to it, you see another doll. Uh, brilliant, uh, dark eyes, dark skin, a red hair that is almost black but still carries a warmth to it. Dressed in a lovely blue dress. It seems to have had more care put into it than anything else here. This would rival some masterworks that you would find in Nefalia. This man is clearly an expert at his craft. Uh, however, while everything else you've seen, including the ventriloquist dummy that looks like Maurer, um, has been marked for low prices. They seem to all be around uh, 7 to 10 copper. Uh, the doll does not seem to have a price noted next to it. Um, and getting a look at the doll, uh, you can recognize someone who, that this is the likeness of someone also. This is the likeness of Irina, the young lady who escorted here to Palas in the first place. Hmm. What's the uh, Morer doll marked at? It's marked up a little bit more than the rest of them, actually. I noted something wrong there. Uh, it's noted up at uh, eight silver. Eight silver. Which is still less than a gold. Yeah, but... he'll take he'll take the Morer doll and... Uh... Uh, take it to the counter, and then uh, he'll he'll leave it there and uh, set a gold piece on the counter next to it while he continues browsing 
And he'll uh, speak to Victor. Victor, do you see any little trinkets you would like? We we can't steal from him. He's he's like me, but I'll buy you some things if you would like. That's disappointing, but I understand. Lift me up, please. Yeah, he'll lift him up. Uh, yeah, he uh, points out a particularly fine coat. Um, a tailcoat in the style of uh, some of the noble families from um, uh, Thraben, in fact. Uh, and then there seems to be a toy sword, blunted, clearly not intended for actual use to cut an individual. Um, but it is equipped onto a uh, gruff-looking uh, Cathar. Okay, uh, what are they marked at? Uh, the Cathar is uh, relatively simple, the sword being the part that stands out the most, and it is marked at 8 copper. And as for the coat, it is on a much finer doll, and it is marked at 6 silver. Okay, he'll take them both down and uh, put them on the counter too, and uh, he'll wait to get uh, Blinsky's attention again. It, it doesn't take him long. He can't help but joyously look up from his work every now and again. You can easily get the feeling that he is not used to having many customers, and especially people who share the joy. Like, yes, work. one moment. Oh. He hustles on up past uh, all the debris. Your work is very good. Thank you. I am practicing very long time. It's been uh, 20 years in business. Very nice. I have to say, they're very different from the toys in the Nefalio. Is, is that so? I have not been to Nefalia. I am wanting to go many years, but uh, saving up money is not good for ship. And I am uh, easy prey for And he makes like noise as he bears his canines. Uh, yes, I suppose so. But I am oh. getting from traveling say, uh, traveling man at earlier time. Big man, well, top hat. <laughs> Gestures with uh, his hands. He give me piccolo here. He pets the monkey's back. As it climbs uh, to his other shoulder. And him, him, he's unlike anything I've ever seen. I've seen pictures at university, but never in person. I am not knowing much myself, but he is helping around shop. Gives me tools and things. That's very nice. It's always good to have an assistant you can count on. Is handy. So, this is everything you are wanting? Uh, mostly for now, but uh, I have to ask, what about the the doll there in the blue dress? Yeah, he looks over there, and you can see him pause for a moment. Uh, his smile shifting very briefly to lower at the edges. Ah, that is for uh, one man. He is ordering special. Which man would that be? He's a servant of Baroness, uh, Isaac. Big man, bold, very armored arm. He, like, hmm. holds it to the side. Uh, since you have encountered it, and because it was weeks ago, at one point when you were returning to the manor house, you did see a man resembling that description. At least another head above you. Uh, large, completely bald head. Shaved face, had an arm completely covered in armor, though the rest of him was lightly armored. He okay. was very unhappy about the, the treatment he was receiving at the manor. Where did you get the idea for such a fine doll? Oh, he is prompting me. He's a long-time customer. You'll, I, I show you. And he hustles to the back again. He says something about his next victim. 
gives me a description and I build it. And, check, this uh, is... He's good. He's good for business. Was um, the Baroness, was she the one keeping Arena? Yes. Okay. He seems to have curious men here. <laughs> uh, as you get to the back, you see that he is in progress of working on another doll. Not quite equal caliber, but close, and maybe it will be by the time he's done with it. The hair is in process of being put in. The eyes as close to human eyes as someone could make on a doll. Uh, there's various outfits near there, and you can see another one at the, the beginnings of a frame assembled. He's ordering one every uh, month or so. Hmm. Always with the same description? You always same one. That's very interesting. He Are says you... it comes to him in dream. I, I do not know much about dreams. I I dream of Nefalia. It's, this is all I can do. Well, I suppose I'll, I'll take these for now, then. And here, let me leave you my card. Maybe maybe someday you could visit my shop in Nefalia. Would be delight. I am needing to some money. I have been doing for quite some time. But well, yeah, he ho- happily takes it in his hand. Hopefully we could work something out. Nefalia is... As you might imagine, there is a much larger amount of money there. He's not money that bothers me. He's people to appreciate. I want people to be happy. That is all. And so many people around here is not so happy. No, you're... In truth, I don't know how well your toys would do in Nefalia. Some might consider them morbid, but they're so earnest. Very genuine. (laughs) For a moment there with the first statements, he looks like he's trying to discern what his expression and reaction should be. But as you say, I am thinking you once again. Uh, is there anything else I can be doing for you? I, I can make something special if you are wanting. Perhaps. Let me think on it. But for now, I, I'd yes, like cool. these, please. Yeah, and he sees to it with the simple exchange of money. So let's see, what was that? Uh, that's right. He puts uh, two gold on the counter. Yeah, that would be and, uh, just a little bit over, like a couple copper change. Yeah, he. I mean, he, he puts two gold on the counter, and then he waves him off if he goes to give him change. But you are paying too much. He's, he's generous, I understand, but uh, he's more than what I am pay- asking for. Uh, consider it a, a tip, a token of appreciation. You are very kind. And see, you are helping make me happy. He's good there. <laughs> Say goodbye, Piccolo. The, uh, the monkey stands up on the edge of his shoulder, hand on his neck, and uh, gives a practice wave. Uh, goodbye, I, Piccolo. I am teaching. He is learning very well. Some goodbye, Mr. Blinsky. It was a pleasure. A pleasure as well. I, uh, and he looks up at the card. Mr. Pent. Ah, please, call me Faustus. His pleasure. You may call me Gadoff. It's been a pleasure, Gadoff. Yeah, he nods happily and uh, waits until you leave before he goes back to work. Yeah, he'll head out and uh, he'll uh, put the he'll put the things he bought for uh, uh, Victor back in the pack with Victor, but he'll keep the Morrow doll in his hand. You hear quite a bit of rustling back there. <laughs> a heavy pouch uh, it hits him, in, you know, below the neck, like center of the chest. Oh, he'll reach up with his other hand. All right, if it hits you in the chest, oh, he startles easily. Pick the worst time to get a taste of home. Their uh, their jeweler's Nefalian. Oh, great. Uh, no doubt, uh, not very canny on jewels. Uh, let's just say that, uh, well, you know, I think he had some valid economic reasons for giving us, I don't know, maybe like 
little more than half of what we'd get back home, but uh, we can't. Exactly when he says the Baron, another shop. Exactly. Yeah, when he says the Baroness is his only customer, I kind of believe him. Uh, still, uh, it's uh, 170 plat that we didn't have the platinum on hand, so the rest of it's in gold. But uh, cool. He'll take a look in the bag and count up his share. Yeah, I don't know how uh, why that thank you use costs so much. I don't know if the angels bathe in it or something. I don't know. But uh, needless to say, I think you're covered. Yes, thank you. the The ink is very expensive, but it's not like writing down in a notebook. These are difficult incantations to remember and transcribe. But hey, take a look at this, and he'll toss him the more doll. And the, the toy shop says like toys on the outside or something like that. I assume it's got images of toys, and yeah, it's got one yeah. faded sign that says toys. Wait, <laughs> someone else made this? Yeah, that was Blinsky, Gadov Blinsky. Very talented. If well, I don't think that his uh, gallows set would sell well in Nefalia. Uh, he kind of like you know turns the dollar around and you know, just sort of gets like a. Does he? Uh, why would he? I, I don't get it. Um, hey, it worked for me. I'm sure we can find a use for a doll resembling Stefan Marr eventually, even if only for amusement. Yeah, no, no. My first inclination was to go back in there and find him a pretty dress. Uh, or, well, how... Mm, Gallus said it's probably not to the same scale, is it? <sighs> was it the same scale? No, this is like he said. He described this like a ventriloquist dummy, which is huge. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's a reason that this was more expensive than the rest, not just because it's of <laughs> more, but also because yeah, Nick, it's Nick shoves your hand up his ass. Make him talk like a puppet. <laughs> does it wait? If he looks for uh, if he looks for a spot, does it have a hand? Oh hell yes. So he puts the hand in and he like, you know, holds it up like a like a normal ventriloquist, kind of turns its head towards Faustus. You know, something seems just inte- like I I should be making him say something stupid right now, but this just feels wrong. And not because my hand is where it is. Uh you, you know what? He takes it off his hand. You you, you deal with that. Um <laughs> Man, I really wish it was haunted so I could have messed with you there, but it's not. <laughs> Let me know if you want to borrow it again. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll let you know in advance. He'll stick his hand up the uh, back of the doll and uh, move its mouth a little. It's very smooth. This Again, this man knows the works he does. I'm Stefan Maurer. I'm so happy and unconcerned. I'm so happy. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Nah, just doesn't. This should be funnier than it is. We'll uh, find the right moment, I'm sure. Maybe right in front of him. Yeah, that's a good idea. Maybe if we make a play that uses the puppet that makes him, then we can wait. <laughs> the plan has been so redacted. Uh, I there's something a little weird. You remember Arena? You mean besides the gallows set and the the ventral customy of living of Stephen Moore? Uh, yeah, I remember here Arena. I was was I with her the other day? Why? Do you uh, do you think I use weird lightly? Fair enough. Uh, it just seems like you're in good company in there. He like takes a careful look in the window and probably sees all sorts of phantasmagoric bullshit this guy's made. Uh, like it's relatively tame compared to phantasmagoria, but yeah, no, there's a lot of other things that are varying levels of macabre. Uh, images of uh, 
a stuffed thing that looks like a werewolf with uh, something down its throat. Looks like that might be a leg. It's well made. If you get a minute, go in there and look for the doll that has no price on it. It's very well made. And I'd bet almost anything that the doll is Arena. I. <laughs> what do you mean it, it is Arena? The doll is of Arena. And uh, not just that, but he has some sort of standing order with the Baroness's servant who claims that he saw the image of a girl in a dream and this is the doll that he wanted commissioned. Now, wait, you used to do stuff like this, right? Like making dolls and whatnot? Yeah. How yeah. long How long would it take you to, to, to make a, like a doll of somebody? Like a night? It could be a full day's work, depending. Making the accessories could be longer than that. So this could be a quite an extensive job depending it's a very elaborate setup uh, let me let me um yes he's gonna head into the shop there's a dull ringing of a bell above the door uh, just just one moment please it's okay i won't be in here long oh uh he will scan around looking for uh the the doll faustus indicated Sure, it doesn't take too long. It does. It takes long enough that the man starts standing up and brushing himself off, nonetheless. Um, but yeah, it's not too long before you notice this uh, really intensely beautiful doll. Were it not for the fact that it is clearly in the likeness of someone that you have met, I mean, it's not perfect. It's pretty close, though. Uh, it would be one of the finest pieces of small sculpture you'd seen, and not in something like marble which admittedly marble may be more difficult for some but still it's incredibly spectacularly made yeah he's kind of so like rubbing his chin like no it's no that's those are definitely those are definitely her eyes um is uh is everything all right um well i was told by a friend about this doll I yes, is uh is not for sale. I can point you in the direction of some other dolls, or you may place order to get doll of similar quality. I uh this one is reserved. He is needing to pick up uh, any day now. You know, it's reserved by. Maybe I can make a better offer. He looks terrified immediately. Like it's not subtle when you like to talk about the idea of removing. You are mistaking me, sir. I uh is <laughs> not man I am wanting to cross. You are seeing. Well, I mean, I'm. He won't be involved at all. Um, I'll really bring a proposal to him. Uh, or if you are wanting to buy from him, or uh, debate about prices, or order a second one, I'm certain I could make another just as fine. But uh, if you are wanting to talk to him, uh, he lives small shack down by uh, Baroness's way. Small shack down by the Baroness. Thank yes. you. Very much. You're welcome. I, uh, if you are in need of or no any child in need of joy, you just come back here and find a little toy for the girl or boy. Oh right. Uh, he will grab just the nearest toy, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and buy it. Uh. <laughs> Excellent. You now have a headless doll with a sack of attachable heads. <laughs> That's uh, nine copper. I don't know if you like just shove a coin in his face and leave immediately or yeah no it'll just it'll just drop off one of the one of the electrum pieces cool great old, right yeah yeah and uh just Damn. yeah uh, you ought to be having good days <laughs> he's like really confused about having the coin but we're fucking this dude's day there up are kids at the tavern <laughs> i mean you're making it better in a sense uh, <laughs> like you're giving him a lot of money yeah we walk out 
uh, toss the uh, the doll gently, like he's not gonna throw it at him or anything, but just kind of toss the doll to uh, to Faustus. Says, "Okay, just I've got, I've got a, into his face. I've got a place to be." Oh, uh, okay. He'll uh, put it in his pack. So you're heading right there, or are you gonna try and talk to anyone first? Uh, you magically distribute money first. <laughs> yeah, he gave the the money is in Faustus's hands now. So oh, oh everyone, everyone but the ones he kept. Great, Faustus. Yeah. Now you have so much power. Uh, like if if you want, he can resume his role as party banker momentarily, but he has things he's got to do. So <laughs> so you're just heading there straight then. Uh, yep. Let's see okay. them on the way. Sure. Uh, so Grove and uh, Grimhild, you're both heading to the tavern. Um, Grove, you're the first one to arrive there since you went straight there. Um, and as soon as you step in, uh, well, not as soon, it takes a moment. The place is busy, as per usual. Uh, I mean, busier than you'd see most anywhere else. It's at a time in the morning where people who don't cook for themselves would eat here. There doesn't seem to be many other restaurant options in town, and they offer a good enough deal. As well as morning drinking, which is not uncommon in Stencia. Either way, uh, the woman behind the counter that, uh, you saw a few times, and Danica. You, sir! Yes. Uh, you're the one who Erwin talked to you, right? Has sent you out there to the vineyard? Yes. Please come here. She, like, makes a waving motion over to the counter where she's at, right? Odd. Like, uh, okay. Walk up to counter. She leans over it and just gives you a small side hug with the corner of her arm. Thank you. She doesn't let it linger. Not because she seems unwilling to, but because she doesn't... She holds herself in a way to not overbear. You've basically saved our business. We would survive either way, but this is so important to us, the town, everyone. It's a big deal. So, girl flushed. You can't tell, but he's clearly flustered, which is why he's not able to talk. Like, he's got a hand up, like he's trying to say, nah, but it's kind of wavering, and like, that minus three is coming back. He looks weird. So food on the house it is, huh? Thumbs up. <laughs> Least we could do. Yeah, and she uh, hollers into the back, Erwin Man's out here, I'll see to the food. Uh, here, just a hearty... <laughs> right. And... Uh, some clapping noise of, on something. He walks. Uh, there's a bit of shuffling against wood, and you can see her trade places uh, with the same man uh, that you saw previous. Who sent you out there? Large, silver-streaked, black beard, brown skin, uh, green and faded green and purple. Uh, fine, not finery. Nice clothes. So I hear you got everything done now, did you? I mean, with the help of your friends, of course. It it was a group effort. Yes. More than I expected. I'm being honest. Ravens did good to send you our way. Just glad I could help. <laughs> Certainly did. Listen, while you're friends in town, I'm not going to hear anything about it. if you want to stay here. It's all, it's all, it's free. Simple about it. We have a few beds available, and honestly, the f- amount you've saved us is a lot more paltry amounts than those going to save us. Which we don't need saving now, thanks to you. I- I'll consider it. There's some other lodgings that I sure. feel more home at. Let your friends know, though, also. They're welcome. Ooh, you might want to be careful with Nick around. I didn't say the drinks were for um uh and listen uh I have a brother in the back asking about a lady friend of yours one mm-hmm. with pretty red hair and dresses like she's out in the wilderness all the time oh, that's cuz she is out in the wilderness all the time that makes sense what, uh what's the problem what she do this time <laughs> <laughs> <Karen> <laughs> apparently he's smitten 
Uh, Ooh, that's dangerous. Seems they had a bit of a smooch. Listen, I don't know what her situation is, but uh, I'm fine with it. My brother deserves some happiness, but does Grove just shrugs. I'll ask her to come figure that out. None. Listen, business. if I didn't, if I didn't poke someone else to do it, no one would get anywhere done here. The Max only productive one in the family. So hard for me not to make sex jokes right now. Um, <laughs> was that Grove? <laughs> What's no, that, that Grove? Why are you seething? That was me, and then that kind of like is like Grove trying to work on his words politely. He slides I'll, a sticker from the countertop. Honestly, <laughs> the only real reward I need is for my friend to be able to eat here. Friend? <laughs> Opens door, shows dog, shut the <laughs> friend. He puts a, he rests his hand in his chin and the arm supporting that hand, elbow on the countertop. If we bring him out back, I'll allow to feed him. I can't bring him inside. That's fine. He did most of the work anyways. <laughs> he deserves the meal more than me. That I can do. Yeah, and I'll head off to do that. Um, actually. Grimheld. Oh, sorry. No, he's uh, Grove will be like, actually, really fast. Do you have a piece of paper? Uh, sure, I got some. Sure, I got some somewhere. Uh, you don't mind it being having a few other markings on it, do you? No, it's fine. Uh, he reaches under and slides you over a uh, what seems to be some sort of marked up counting receipt that a lot of it's scribbled out on. Grove will reach into like one of his sacks and pull out an old piece of charcoal and like like fist handed because he never learned to write really well. Goes, you have X split. Crosses it out. Come to bar. (laughs) (laughs) And then he'll like crumple it up and like attach it to you and go, go find Illyria, then come get dinner. Grimhild, you walk in as Grove is doing this with his dog. (laughs) Attaching some piece of paper to you. That's, this is not weird to her. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Oh, she'll give him a nod, and uh, the dog nods back. <laughs> okay, she, yes, that's what I meant. <laughs> then she she pets him. <laughs> he leans into that very intensely. Yeah, but no. and then uh, she'll order some to drink. And uh, when you get up to the counter, uh, uh hey, uh, Grimhild, right? Yes, I have a note left here for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, two, it seems. A what for her? A note. And then it turns okay. out there's two. He looks a I bit heard... confused about there being two. I heard love note. I heard that too. I just said <laughs> <Okay>, no. <note. good. laughs> I just said note. So, whatever. Internet's changing my words. Uh, did anyone else hear that? I'm really I curious. Now. I, I said a uh, note. The uh I, may have sounded like of, but. I, I, I heard standard note. Good, thank okay. you. I'm not insane. Yeah, but uh, they are both respectively strangely fine pieces of paper, finer than you've really ever received before. Uh, One is close to the heart sticker. <laughs> a heart wax seal, excuse me. Uh, no, but both are actually like properly sealed off with wax. Um, one of them is closed off with what seems to be a four-pointed star. Uh, has a few other smaller stars around it, but that seems to be the majority of it. And then the other one is of a sheep. A very proud one. Large horns. A ram. 
the color of uh, wax on the first one is a soft purple, and on the other one is a deep red. Uh, I guess I'll open one of them. Which one? Uh, um, hmm. I don't know. I'll open the red one. You open it. Uh, it's short, surprisingly short for how much paper was put into this. Uh, in scrawling red script across it, it just says, you should have told me you were back, and then a heart. When did this get here? That one I'm not quite so sure. The other one came in, like, pretty late. It was renting the room. She left late yesterday. Well, medium yesterday. She left that one, the purple one. That one, I couldn't tell you. Do I, I, recognize, do I recognize, like, the script? Uh, it's nicer than you remember it, but the... Oh, fuck. <laughs> but that seems like it probably is because it was practiced. Uh, but you, re you recognize the general shape. Okay. It's... Fuck. Um... Old girlfriend! <laughs> yeah, she's, like... Do you know when it wasn't here? Uh, time your lady friend left yesterday. That's about it. I, was, I haven't been really paying attention to that spot down there. You could ask the wife if you want. Yeah, I mean, like, anyone nearby can tell that, like, kind of tension when an animal's ready to just, like, flip the fuck out and kill things. Is this, like, anger or cornered? Because you're speaking Grove's language now. <laughs> it's, it's a little bit of both. Uh, well, mm, yeah, I think there's a little bit more... It's kind of it's it's a very complicated sort of thing, but it's definitely a fight or flight sort of thing. Uh, okay, there's a little there's awesome. definitely more fear in it than you seeing Grimhild. The first time they've seen fear in Grimhild. <laughs> oh, Max, let me know when I should walk in with dog. Sure, Grove will just um, kind of. She'll put that look at the other letter. This one's a bit longer. Um, in overall paraphrasing, it's a. Uh, I'm sad I was wasn't able to say goodbye to you before you left, but it seems we were just not supposed to be in the same place at the same time right now. Plans took me away from here. Uh, I'm traveling a bit more ostensi. If you ever get a chance to go by Kresik, I'll be staying there for a couple days. Other than that, I hope to see you around. Yulia. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Grimhild's not hungry anymore, but she will still take the drink. <laughs> uh, yeah. He doesn't accept payment for it and gets and gives you cross. Then yeah, she'll start reading the... Uh... The notebook. Over to bird. Sure. Uh, Illyria, by the way. <laughs> Walk in with dog. Also, anyone else who wants to arrive here, I don't know what Conrad's doing at the moment. Yeah, sure, he'll show up. This can only end well. Listen, I have to cause a little chaos, even as Grove. I have to have it in my life as a person. No, <laughs> I mean... I can't, you can't stop, you're like Crank. <laughs> No, I mean, do I die? Illyria's pretty good with social things, but there are just some she doesn't get. Oh yeah, no, this is gonna be great. What's up? You. I. No, you. Good boy. Dog was already out behind. Oh. <laughs> Fuck you! Oh, Stop trying to make a joke. Um, Dog's not coming in. Dog knew it wasn't supposed to come in. You said go behind. Okay, that's fine. Just making sure. Um, he's gonna put a big old hand on her shoulder and go, "Congratulations." You might have a suitor. A what? <laughs> <laughs> I think we broke Max. 
goodbye. <laughs> I am gone. What do you mean? I know you didn't. I know you didn't have much experience, but you, hmm. Grove, you know I've spent lots of times in the Ulvenwald. I have lots of experience. Not where this is concerned. See, when somebody of importance wants something else, they usually... Hmm, bad at this. I love um, that, that, that who is giving her the society Conrad, talk. you can see this pained attempt from Grove happening here. At the same time as you can also see in the same room, there is uh, Grimhild intensely studying a book. All right, it goes against every five of, um, of my being to ask this, but what in Abyssin's name is going on? I don't know. Grove? Um, Illyria might have a suitor for marriage if she is willing. What? I see. Grove? What do you mean? I mean that there is an individual in the back. You apparently... I, I'm trying to be... Mm, uh, um, you... Conrad, help. <laughs> I would, but I have no idea what you're trying to say. I don't know. I left before I got this talk. What? Grove, who do I need to stab? Because I'm not marrying anybody. No one's getting stabbed. I don't want to get married. It seems I... boring and awful, and I like my woods. Use your words, not your knives. In the back. They'll know where to go. I don't want to go in the back. You're making it sound scary. I mean, marriage is a big responsibility. Grove! <laughs> in the back, guy, uh, the boy that came with us. Oh, Elvier? Shrug. Yeah, Elvier, I said it right. Why is he back there? Eh, working. I'm just informing you so you can make the proper acquaintance before whatever the next step is. There isn't going to be a step. I don't know what the next step is. Grove, you have struggled so much with metaphor, and this is the time you choose to not speak plainly. I... Mm, Just tell me what happened, Grove. That, I'm telling you! You kissed him, and apparently... Uh, that apparently means marriage, at least from where I'm from. Maybe, I don't know, there's something different from the city folk. Wait, wait, wait. Did this I was... fuck this up, too? Sounds this, was walk in. this was your idea. I kissed his cheek to thank him for the ride. No, no, no. This was your idea, Grove? No, that's how it's done! I've seen plenty of boys and girls kiss in the Ulvenwald and never get married. What a time to enter the tavern fest. <laughs> <laughs> and they do it, like, on the lips together. Ugh. I just kissed his cheek. Charming. He'll walk in and, uh... Set down. I I assume that the bag that he got from Nick probably had smaller bags inside it. <laughs> yes, it was <laughs> categorized out into hundreds. Right. Um. But what you're telling me, Grove, is uh, this fellow in the back room. This isn't his idea. Yeah, maybe. What, what do you mean? Uh. All I know is what I'm saying. She kissed him, and where I'm from, usually where that happens, it's an agreement. So. You and I are from the same place, and it is not always that. Well, you and I, have, you and I are from the literal same place. It's normally <laughs> that, if we're being honest about it. It's the yeah, and might ex might uh, it's usually like that in business families too. Like, there's no real marriage outside of business relationship marriage. 
She's only seen weird kids. I mean, oh, not yeah. weird kids, but teenagers who decide to. It's it's adventuresome to go into the Ovenwald and make out. Yeah, and Conrad probably's got both contexts for this. And just like, why would you do it. that? That's fucking terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that's the danger. It's like going to a scary movie. <laughs> exactly. Let's no, go, exactly. No, it's nothing like a scary movie because a scary movie can murder you with spider. Give you a short lecture on a psychological concept called the misattribution of arousal. I, I, I'm aware of the concept you're referring to. What is happening to. right now? <laughs> the most brilliant thing ever. Okay, as much as I enjoy this yeah, rate it back a character. The point is, Grove, if she doesn't want to get married, doesn't have to get married. Yeah, but there's only one responsible thing to do then. Faustus. Crush him. Faustus. <laughs> no. It's the only but... merciful thing to do. Okay, I want to be merciful. No, no, no. He's. But but isn't being... mercy good? Mercy's good. Faustus is being weird. <laughs> the worst thing you can do is to string him along waiting for the next kiss. Faustus. This child did not actually come to Illyria with this. Grove decided it was what needed to be done. <laughs> well, look, I have some shopping to do. Oh, wait, look. Look what I got. And he'll uh, reach into his bag and pull out the uh, Stefan Moore puppet. Huh. I like bed. I'm... Look at me. I got a hand up my butt. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be... I'll, I'll be elsewhere. Gavany, maybe. <laughs> Is everyone else in the bar, like, aghast when he does this? It's like, oh, yeah, the how yeah, how loudly are you doing this? Uh, pretty quietly, I assumed. Only for the people, only for the table. Yeah, then I don't think anyone's gonna particularly going to notice, because mostly people keep to their business in Stency. <laughs> it's a rare few exceptions, like Yulia, that like interject into people's business. Faustus, have you taken leave of your senses? I couldn't help myself. You couldn't help... On a more serious note, though... No, no, no. We are... <laughs> Fine, we'll talk about it later. What? The, uh... The toy maker is making commissions of Irina weekly for a servant of the Baroness. Nick went in to talk to him, and then he took off pretty quick. Is there... Anything that's relevant to magically? No, not that I'm aware of. Oh, I should have seen if there was anything magical, but I had no reason to believe it. I see. Well, where did Nick run off to? Mansion? Uh, I would guess. I don't know where else the servant would be. He's rather on thin ice with uh, the governess at the moment. I'll be at the mansion, far away from these cockamamie escapades. <laughs> This tomfoolery, these hijinks. Ooh, Grove! She'll show her, show him her new sword. Very silver. Now, Grove, are you going to continue to insist upon this issue? I am just informing. I'm going to go eat with my dog in the backyard. I'll be Good. there in a minute. It sounds like it's been resolved. <laughs> Faustus, Baron. Goodbye, Conrad. <laughs> Does he make him bow? <laughs> he makes him wave. Be careful with that. There's a lot of witchery that can be done to dolls. Uh, Says that suspiciously, <laughs> looking at the doll. As Victor's <laughs> poked out of it with a, like, just, and you see very slowly Carl's from the corner. I've like, seen the, that doll. You see just from the corner, like, a slow emerging piece of metal coming up straight up from the back of his pouch. 
Is it Victor and his little sword? It's Victor's little sword. Yay! You don't see it, like, come all the way out before it then just slowly starts lowering again, his eyes unmoving from you. Why would he move, though? That doesn't make any sense at all. It's, it's pretty cool. Uh, Faust has made that trick with the metal, though. I'm going to the mansion. Illyria, with sword unsheathed, is gonna go walk in the back to deal with this dude. Oh. <laughs> are you walking through the building, or are you- I mean, I'll go to however I'm supposed to go meet this- meet Elvir or his brother or whatever. Gro you weren't Gro given some explicit instructions. Oh man, she took it to heart. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Crush him physically, don't cut him down, oh god. <laughs> Just on the way out, Grove, you cause this, you fix it. <laughs> I- I'm on it, Conrad. No, he will. He will. He will grab the hand and be like, "Illyria, please." What? While I'm sure he will be impressed with your martial pro prowess, this is a time for words. I was just gonna show him it because it's new. Pull it out after the discussion. Okay. As a show of force, if necessary, but yes, after the discussion. God, I wish Nick were there. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. I just took advice from Faustus on matters of the heart. And grow Nick, the world's most practiced lover. <laughs> All right, she'll see the and be like, "So where is this dude? Or where is Elvir?" So who are you going to ask this? Grove. I'm asking uh, Grove because he apparently was like in the back. In the kitchen is what I remember being told. You were told in the back. <laughs> oh, in the back? Yeah, he'll just say in the back then. My... Then I will go to back. How are you attempting to go to back? The most logical and least likely to upset people way, whatever that may be. I, what I'll does she assume that was? Back door that goes to the back. Yeah, there's a back door. Sure, if I have to go through the kitchen, through the kitchen. If I have to go back out the Look, front. And okay, walk around, you're not omniscient as to the floor plan of a building. I'm just asking how you're going there. If you're going through like the kitchen area, or if you're going around the building, that's what I'm asking. I'll go around the building because I don't want to upset the kitchen staff. All right. Uh, while I am definitely interested in the scene in the interest of uh, wrapping up at a reasonable time, we're going to first go over to, uh, we're going to go to, bring back to that next time is my idea. Uh, Nick. Wait, I don't get to finish this tonight? That cliffhanger. Part... <laughs> cliffhanger. Romantic cliffhanger. Don't it's not romantic. Shit. <laughs> it also would take a bit of time and looking out this for. A, this is a platonic cliffhanger at best. <laughs> My gosh. <laughs> Well, for one side, it's romantic, and for the other, it's a disturbance in our life. Seem to be terrifying. I mean, she's not going to threaten him. She's like, oh, she's saying thanks. He didn't even do anything. <laughs> nope. Grove is fucking maladjusted, as we have clearly stated in the chat numerous times. <laughs> and then creepy Lord of the Crows tr starts to try murder us because you broke his son's heart. No. I asked for help. <laughs> I can't. I gave you a farm that works double for a year. All these assumptions. Okay, but anyway. Oh, just don't worry. It'll get better. Nick. We'll be proud of her. <laughs> so, Nick. Yeah. Uh, you're heading just straight there to uh, back over to the manor? Uh-huh. Uh, the guy mentioned specifically the shack. Yeah. Uh, um, as you approach there, as mentioned before, there is a, another building outside of the manor. Not quite as fine. It seems to be constructed well. Shack is a bit of a... Misnomer, I suppose, would be what's a colloquial term to call it. It is essentially a small house. It's a smaller in scale. Basically. Yeah, basically yeah. a separate servants' quarters, though that's there's not really particularly common out here in Stencia. They don't tend to have the resources, but this one was still made. Um, it's as well maintained and cared for as the main building. It has a simple flagstone walkway up to it. 
Uh, does there appear from this distance to be anything sort of going on in there? Any uh, lights or any, you know, uh, torches on or any uh, movement? It seems to be lit, but that's about as far as you can tell. All right, you'll approach it slowly. All right. Um, yeah, approaching it further, it's uh, not particularly big. Maybe uh, 20 feet to one side, 15 to another. It takes up a notable amount of space, but it's a few couple rooms large at best. Uh, next to it, you can see there's something small resembling a garden and uh, a very small forge set. A battered anvil, not too big, just the type that could really be used to repair something more than anything, and a grindstone. All right. Um, duh, like he's going to, you know, sort of poke around the outside. Um, and probably eventually uh, open up a window if there is one. If not, he'll try the front door. Uh, sure, there is definitely a window. Um, as uh, would I presume you'd look in the side of it before opening it. Yes. Uh, okay, make me a perception check. All right, next strong suit. Yeah, no, eight. Uh, you stand up and as far as you can to look in the window. Uh, it's a bit higher on the inside than it is on the inside, so it's a bit awkward to get to a decent position. But as you can see inside, it's uh, better than what most peasants would have home space. It seems warm and in dark colors, uh, quite a few pieces of fabric about. But the thing that you see most readily upon looking in is a... Even just on the windowsill, once you get a better look at it, there are quite a few dolls around the room. All very fine in various outfits and all that look to be like Arena. You can see inside there is a large figure moving about, not particularly loudly or notably. Um, he is going to knock on the front door. Door, most likely. <laughs> As you knock on the door, uh, there's a thud. Thump, thump, thump. Just a second. You hear the sound of boots creaking against floorboards and a few laboring thump, thump of steps. Doors open smoothly, and inside you see a man taller than most men you see. Everyone in your group is... Few of them are diminutive, but this man is larger than Conrad, at least seven feet tall. He bends to fit under the doorway and look down at you. A large armored gauntlet of, a, of an arm holding onto the inside of the door frame, his other one at his side next to a hand axe, a furred trim to a coat he has on, light, lighter than uh, what one would, uh, lighter than what one would wear out on the town, but not fully at ease. What do you want? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd never believe this either, but uh, it appears like we've got some common interests. And what's that? He bends down, trying to get to your level. His sheer bulk and the fact that the step is a touch higher makes it difficult for him to, without pretty much doubling in half. You, uh, you've been by Blinsky's recently. Not recently. What of it? Oh, there's a uh, pickup waiting for you. <laughs> Even early this time. Okay, good to know. Uh, right. Let's let's dispense with this then. Uh, there a particular reason you're having these crafted? He leans back up and rolls his lips, his tongue around his mouth. You can say I had a vision. <laughs> Don't matter too much. What do you believe it? Well, because there are some uh, there's some problems with how this whole thing came about. Um, I don't like problems. I, I solved them. You can at least see we're on the same mind there. 
you see his free hand tighten around the axe at his side, not turning white, but you hear the strain of leather. I'll keep this civil. Uh, but he'll reach his hand down to uh, his right hand down to his rapier, like, just, you know, resting on the hilt, but, you know, sh- showing the same sort of readiness to violence, if that's what this guy wants to break it down to. Yeah, see, divisions I understand, and in fact, I, I if I believe you about them, then uh makes sense, because she only got here a couple of days ago, and yet you've got a room full of them just like her, and there's only one other person I know of that uh, shares a similar fascination. His face, he's not particularly a subtle man. This is clear and obvious. And his face sours as you can begin the talking, but by the end of your statement, he looks curious and looks down at you. What are you getting at? I guess what I'm getting at is that you're going to need to work very, very hard uh, to convince me of the fact that you're not an agent of Stefan Marr. And he's going to pull both swords. I don't think I'm going to need much convincing of anything after you're dead. He pulls the axe from his side and you can... And there's a raking noise of metal against something else. Thin, like, claws. And there's a tumbling crash. King Kong! As some of the pieces of armor fall off the arm inside the room. And you see him pull his arm to his side. Now, an immense thing of red flesh with long claws and black spiraling veins. He holds his palm outwards and it fills with flame. Now I suggest you run. It'll make it interesting. And that's where we'll call into the session. Nick, don't you fucking die. Conrad's on the way. Yeah. <laughs> this is a good hunt. Hunter, uh, uh, Grove will be on the way too. Good drama. Sorry about that left field, like you're getting married thing, but I realize that's it's exactly not what I'm to assume. Like, no, that's it's pretty, not. Like, there's not too much non practical romance in Innistrad unless you're from the Folly or like certain parts of. Uh, I feel partially bad at how teen romance Illyria's life has become, even though she's like 24, 25. I don't want to wait. Oh, oh, oh wow. Nippy! <laughs> uh, any questions, comments, concerns? How dead is Nick on a scale of one to dead? <laughs> I mean, in, it's not great. <laughs> in in Estrad 90210? Because this sounds like he went up against the devil? No, just his arm. He has a devil arm. Oh. No, like, the, the actual devil is actually pretty easy to figure out just looking this at him. This hand of his. Something, something. That's right. That's it. He comes out of a big hole in the ground. <laughs> he has a literal red right hand. I can, I can show you the hole. I know where it is. <laughs> that is true. We are near ah, the mouth. I was worried that this guy was innocent, but then Nick caught him red hand. Boom! God damn it! I just leave. <laughs> just go. I okay, I'm really glad black glides don't exist yet because I do not want to see them in that dude's room. Oh, that's... dolls. That is wholly unnecessary. Uh, left-handed. That was... <laughs> <laughs> Any That's... questions, comments, concerns, though? I'm <laughs> concerned. concerned. <laughs> I'm very concerned. Nick, I'm certain you can survive a few rounds. Hey, listen. All right. I can run... Did anyone grab Grimhild? Or are they just... I mean, Grimhild was still there when the stupid bullshit went down, right? You were just she sitting was... there, like, pouring your life into wine. 
Look, okay, on the positive the side, we all know Nick can outrun just about anyone because of cunning action. True. Is that, is that how that works, though? Because, like... You can main action declare dash, bonus action declare dash again, and you have a oh, move. Oh, okay. I thought dash just, like, modified my movement to be double nope. what it was. it's you make okay. another move action. Oh, so I can just dash twice a turn if I really want to. Yeah, if you really want to, you can just book 90 feet. Wow, okay. <laughs> Which you might want to. I'm just, you know, throwing it out there. Now I got this. Me and How my cunning. Me and my one D eight plus forty six or three D six plus uh four. We got this. Uh God, against probably, a man mountain with a devil <laughs> Probably anyway. one shot me. Yeah. It's fine. I believe in Nick, because it would be amazing if I Nick don't. actually just kills him. <laughs> Listen, yeah, yeah. you can believe in something, but no, it's not true. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is, once you fight this guy, try to make it look like so when Conrad walks in, he uses the smite on that guy instead of on you. Don't, like, just take off the devil arm and throw it away so it doesn't show up. Do that, no. getting smite. Just because he has a devil arm doesn't mean he's evil. No, arm. no, I'm pretty sure that is exactly what it means. In an Estrada, at least. It, it might also be coincidental, but... I'm pretty God, sure I got to introduce so much stuff I had been wanting to this session. I'm so happy. <laughs> like, I've been sitting on this shit for a You're while. You're a fucker. <laughs> Max, did I, I ruin wait. your day by kissing that dude on the cheek? No. I don't know. You cool. made my day. <laughs> Good. Like, I specifically made it a cheek kiss to be, like, easily mistaken as something. It's okay. You're now married. <laughs> I'm not. With the that power vested in Conrad, Grove says you're married. Yeah. You have, I'm sealed not, I'm a, blind, baby. you have sealed a legally binding contract. That is not uh, the case. No word of that was correct. Any other <laughs> questions or comments? Grove, I will take you and run into the woods and hide until he goes away. I mean, he does turn into a bird out of character. Look, I said in chat, at least, you got, at least you got Nick to play the wedding afterward. It'll be a great <laughs> MC. It's going to be a great wedding. Like, uh, I mean, unless there's honestly, anything else pressing, I think that's a good thing to call it on. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 